0: What's up everybody we are back with another week of the chick foley show the wednesday night wars just ended and we're ready to bring you guys all the latest in the world of professional wrestling pro wrestling figures and everything else that we're into uh sheena say hello to the people what's going on marks and marco how you doing up in massachusetts
1: i'm doing fine everyone
0: all right so this is episode nine nine uh, it's also the two-year anniversary of the Chick Foley show, so yeah. uh, we'll, we'll go into detail a little bit of that later on. We probably should have k this thing and just set it up to where we had the 100th episode also on the two-year anniversary. But you yeah. guys are uh, you guys going to get two milestone episodes back to back? So we didn't want to shortchange you guys. So <laughs> Sheena tell everybody where they can find you guys on social media.
2: So you can find myself on Instagram at Chick Foley and then you can find Marco running the Twitter game over on Twitter uh, at Chick Foley show. Um, Oh, also, most importantly, you can find us uh, if you want to join our Foley fam, ChickFoleyShow.com starts at a dollar a month. You can join our Foley fam. We have an exclusive Facebook community where we buy, sell, trade figs, talk wrestling. We do tons of awesome giveaways exclusive just to our Patreon community. Um, It's just a, a really, really great group of guys there. And we also have a brand new Patron, new MIG Carter, committed for the year, so he's really, really loving the chick Folly show. Love it. Thank you so much, Zach Hertzler, for joining the Foley fam. Uh, we're excited to get to know you more and, uh, you know, getting there and buy, sell, and trade.
0: And we also had what I think was probably our most popular, like, giveaway uh, that we've done so far so this past fun. Saturday night. We did the first ever uh, chick Folly rumble. I think we discussed it a little bit last week on the show, but it was kind of an idea I had. And uh, we weren't sure how it would work out, but it actually – Uh, was perfect. What we did is uh, Saturday afternoon, we basically threw up uh, the roster from my famed WWE 2K universe. You guys know, I think I do have the most lit WWE 2K universe out there. Um, Got 100 created wrestlers in there and we threw up the whole list. And basically, it was first come, first serve for the Patreons on the Facebook group. Uh, They could sign up for the first 30 people to to comment with a wrestler's name, got into the Rumble. And then uh, we live streamed it on Saturday night on the Facebook page. We set up a Twitch, so there is a uh, Chick Foley Show Twitch now for those uh, interested in checking that out. I, I'm sure we'll do something with that down the road, but it was just going to be too much trouble trying to get everybody in to be able to watch it on Twitch and stuff. So, and, and for us to still be able to provide commentary, so we just uh, we live streamed it. It came out great; it looked and sounded great, yeah. and everybody had a ton of fun with it. You know, it was just like watching the uh, the real Royal Rumble. Our buddy uh, Jordan Wells out in Omaha he ended up winning with the Ultimate Warrior at number 29. He eliminated the Undertaker to pull it off. And he won the Samoa Joe and uh, Rey Mysterio WrestleMania two-pack. So uh, not 100% for sure, but I'm thinking we're probably going to do one again this Saturday. So we'll have details to follow. And again, you know, to get access to this, it's literally $1 a month. That's it. And this was totally free. It's just something we did just for fun to entertain our Patreon. So so check it out, ChickFoleyShow.com. And I promise you guys, uh, you're going to get your money's worth. Uh, Marco, tell them about Chick Foley on Pro Wrestling Tees.
1: Yeah, so uh, we have a new design on pro wrestling tees from our man Extra Cooler. Um, it's inspired by the NXT uh, Halloween Havoc design. Uh, so you uh, go over there, and check it out. Uh, there's three colors available. There's uh, orange, black, and gray. Um, I actually I picked one up myself. I think I picked up one in black. Um, and if you go on the uh, Chick Foley Show Twitter, that's actually the uh, the new profile pic. So go take a look at it. It's pretty awesome, nice. and uh, it's available for uh, for purchase.
0: What kind of, did you get the regular tee or, or did you get the soft tee? What'd you get?
1: Oh, you no. Know, Fire Things Club, the FTC. You only, yeah. you only get the, uh, the softest, the softest of t-shirts. You never, never go with that rough stuff. Yeah. yeah, nice. Yeah, so we went. Really uh,
0: we, we went with the uh, the long sleeve tee.
1: so yeah.
2: that, that, that
0: was our choice. Yeah, Perfect for fall,
2: up. fire pits, football, all the things.
0: <laughs> yeah. So um, also make sure you know we have our good friends at Ringside Collectibles. If you guys are ordering any figures, we're gonna go into detail about some of the new pre-orders later on but use code chick foley and you'll get 10 percent off of your order and with that all our uh, plugs and housekeeping out of the way let's move inside the squared circle so this is where we do chicks top six the top six stories of the week uh this segment is brought to you by our good friends at chalk they actually had their biggest drop of the year uh Fire. this past monday night we got we got a few items from them so we're waiting for them to come in and check those out and they got some more heat on the way here in the next few weeks so definitely check out Chalkline um for all your kind of vintage uh vintage-esque pro wrestling needs so let's start it off with the number six story the wednesday night war recap so uh we've made no secret on this pod wednesday night is our favorite night of pro wrestling now we have nxt which is the uh premier brand for for wwe and aew going head to head once again i think aew took it this week which show were you guys more entertained by
2: I was definitely more entertained by uh, AEW this week. I just thought, like, it was just, there were just some things that happened on AEW tonight that I was kind of like WTF, but at the same time, I really enjoyed them. Um, And then, you know, NXT was fine, but it wasn't anything that made me, you know, jump out of my skin.
1: Marco? Yeah, I agree. Now, um, uh, yeah, AEW definitely won this week as far as uh, content goes. Uh, NXT had a couple of few surprises, little swerves. Um, actually, one swerve. Did you? If you yeah. Watch all the way. Yes, the we watched.
0: Oh, yeah. The, yeah, the end we of saw, it. We saw the return of uh, Project yeah. Cat McAfee. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was kind of a that was a uh, that's that's interesting to say the least. I can't can't wait to see what they do with that. Um, yeah. But yeah, so let's yeah.
0: Uh, let's circle back around and start uh, with AEW since that was kind of the unanimous choice. So I thought the the number one contenders tournament got off to a great start our first round we saw wardlow beat jungle boy Mm -hmm. uh kenny omega beat sunny kiss uh we saw phoenix beat pentagon and just a hell of a match yeah and then um we saw hangman beat colt cabana to move on so that's going to leave us with wardlow versus hangman and kenny omega versus ray phoenix in the second round what do you guys think of the tournament tonight
2: I thought it was good. Like I said, I mean, we saw, we saw kind of the return of the cleaner. Um, you know, Kenny just came in and smashed sunny kiss and then just like stood there and just like stared into the camera. I loved it. Um, and then, yeah, like you said, that freaking Lucha bros match was just, I mean, everything you thought it was going to be with the, with those guys going head to head, just high spots and just nonstop action. So it was awesome.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Um, pretty much all those matches are great. Um, obviously the pick of the litter is definitely Penta and, uh, Ray Phoenix. Um, that was a kick out city uh all the moves yeah. um and they played off like obviously they're brothers and they know each other's moveset um so that played off well um but yeah i mean it was i'm I'm really interested in this uh, tournament and who you know becomes the uh the number one contender um i mean i think the pick is kenny omega but i don't know we'll yeah. see. we'll see what happens
0: yeah, if it ends up being Kenny and Hangman in the in the finals, I'm just really looking forward to that match because it's been such a slow build towards that, and I think it's really going to be great. Um, whoever wins, they're going to be facing the winner of uh, the just announced tonight, you know, presumptive main event for Full Gear. Dean, excuse me, not Dean John Moxley defending the AEW Championship in a I Quit match against Eddie Kingston. What's you guys' thoughts on this?
2: Well, I've said on the show before that I like Eddie Kingston. Um, I feel I, I like his gimmick, I like his character. He he doesn't give me a main event vibe, though. You know what I mean? He just doesn't give me that kind of um, that kind of feeling. So I definitely think that Moxley is going to get the over over Kingston. I think it's going to be a good match. Um, we saw their like big match on Dynamite, and it was kind of slow pace and wasn't my favorite. But hopefully they can bring it um, for the pay per view. But yeah, it doesn't it doesn't really. Do anything for me. What about you?
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I, I've, I've given my thoughts on Eddie Kingston before. He's a charismatic guy. You know, he can cut a good promo. But he just does not strike me as a, a main event talent. And definitely not a threat to be the AEW champion. Um, one thing about it, with, they, they've done a great job of establishing that championship as a, you know, a serious prize. Mm-hmm. Jericho uh, being the first champ, you know, he's one of the, the legends of the game. He had a nice long reign. And now uh, John Moxley's going on almost eight months with the belt and I just can't see Eddie Kingston being the guy to take it yeah, off of him. The exactly. other issue I see, you know, breaking kayfabe a little bit, you know, these AEW pay-per-views, they're what, forty nine ninety nine dollars 99 mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So I don't know if I'm opening up my wallet to drop 50 bucks on Moxley versus Eddie Kingston. So we'll see uh, if, you know, maybe something else ends up being the main event. I know Young Bucks and FTR is going to be huge. We mm-hmm. know how much AEW thinks of tag team wrestling. And then uh, we're potentially looking at, Kenny Omega and Hangman Page that that could be a main event match also so I'm not really sold but they still got a couple weeks left to kind of get me hooked for this one Marco what, what are you thinking about Eddie Kingston going for the belt at Full Gear?
1: I figured they were going to do that again. Um, he got a lot of feedback, a lot of positive feedback on his uh, last appearances that he had, or the first appearance he had on uh, AEW, and then all the promos he's been cutting and stuff like that. So um, my take on it is I think the I think AEW is kind of listening to the to the, to the, to the fans. Uh, fans out there. I was gonna I was gonna use another, <laughs> one, but I'm gonna uh, I going to i, I do not want people to get mad at me. But uh, yeah, I think they're listening to the fans. Um, that's that's the reason why you know Eddie Kingston is in the position he's in. Not that not that he's not good.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, not that he's not a great promo or anything like that. Um, but I feel they I think it's a lot of influence. Um, an outside influence will say that's why he's in the position he's in, but. He could prove us wrong. It could be a – if it is a main event, it could be a banger of a main event. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but uh, right now, that's that's my take on it. I think it's more of like an outside um, interference, we'll say, um, for him being in this position.
2: So I feel like we would be remiss to talk about AEW and not talk about the Jericho MJF segment because it was just <laughs> – it, it was something. I, I, I don't know. I mean – at first, I was kind of like that. Was kind of like what I said at the beginning. Some segments, maybe you go like, "What the f?" And then I kind of went back and replayed it, and I liked it. Um, so, what did you think about the Broadway musical segment with the, with the steaks and MJF, the steak dinner, Marco?
1: Um, I was caught off guard by it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. When they when they hit that little like Broadway pose and kind of like paused, I was like, "What." is happening here? Did I like, did I thought the screen froze? I was like, did the screen, like what happened to my TV? And then they just started like singing and dancing. And like, you know, it was like the, it was like the modern day AEW festival of friendship kicking off.
1: Oh, yeah. Was, uh, yeah. It was, uh, it was entertaining. I think I, I messaged you guys earlier and, uh, you know, MJF did sing. Uh, he, he, uh, he was in a high school acapella group singing and stuff like that. And I sent a video of him actually, um, I, I'm not sure where the video is from. I found it on yeah, YouTube. Uh, but he can actually sing. Uh, so, guy has some pipes. I was on
2: wondering him. if that, yeah, I was wondering if that was his voice. I mean, obviously, I, I could tell it was Chris Jericho singing, but uh, I didn't know if that was legit MJF. But so I'm really entertained to find out that it, it was MJF because I mean, he sounded pretty good, you know.
1: Yeah, a lot of a lot of people are in the uh the Twitterverse are saying that uh he's a better singer than uh Chris Jericho, so. <laughs>
2: Totally, I think totally different styles. He's he's more like, um what's what's the sh- a pitch perfect? He's kind of like got the pitch perfect vibe. Yeah. Um, you know, and Jericho's Jericho's more rock. Uh, but yeah, I'm curious to see where this goes. Like I said, it was just kind of like a modern day festival of friendship. And then I, I was wondering what happened because MjF ordered his steak well done in the beginning and i was like what that was the wtf moment of the of the way he ordered this big giant porterhouse and ordered it well done and i was like oh my god i cannot put you over anymore if you eat a well-done steak like (laughs) not not happening (laughs) like no way
1: but uh yeah that was like a thing on uh on the internet it was basically like if if he orders a well-done steak i think everyone's in a riot so i think he caught wind of that and obviously uh, had a see, <laughs> okay. to a
2: yeah because yeah. it was it was it was a lot. i was like well, who who are you i can't believe you're like a member of the the ftc the finer things club and you're gonna eat a well-done steak no way oh he
1: knew that would piss people off if he uh if he actually said that so i i knew where he was going but then they, when they went back and forth and that was to be really entertaining as well
2: yeah i like that segment
0: yeah it would be interesting to see what they set up for those guys at uh at Full Gear, whether we end up seeing them go head to head or maybe even possibly tag teaming against somebody, but I still think a couple a weeks—a uh, couple weeks for that card to take shape. Is um, anything else you guys want to express feelings on on AEW before we head over to the Black and Gold?
3: Mm-mm.
0: No. All right. So over on uh, NXT, we kicked off with a hell of a, a triple threat match between Velveteen Dream, Kushida, and uh, Tommaso Ciampa, and uh, K- Kushida won to keep this kind of hot streak going. I see nothing but big things uh, for him in the future, and then it kind of went into a slump. You know, I've, I've kind of been resisting it. I've heard various uh, voices in the pro wrestling world saying that they think NXT's been in a little bit of a slump over the past couple months, but uh, it's kind of hard to ignore it tonight, you know, it was a, but, you know, throughout the night, I was kind of, I found myself just really locked into AEW and knew, I had to kind of remind myself to keep glancing at uh, at NXT, but the big story of the night was, you know, we started off thinking that Undisputed Era was going to get a chance to regain the tag team belts against uh, the Fashion Police or, or Fandango, whatever you prefer to, or uh, Brizongo, whatever you prefer to call them. Um, but one by one, the members were getting taken out. You know, we didn't know by who. So suddenly, uh, only Lorkin and Danny Birch are made replacements. They end up winning the belts. And at the end of the night, it's revealed that it was Pat McAfee helping them all along. So Pat McAfee is back in the picture, making a big impact, screwing over Undisputed Era. And, uh, help him put the, the belts on Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch. What do you guys think of this storyline?
2: I like it. I mean, especially considering Pat's um, debut showing against Adam Cole, I thought, you know, I thought he did a really good job. And, you know, I, I can't believe I'm saying this on the show, but I'm kind of excited to see him back. You know, we know he can he can talk and cut a promo and just be like a, a sniveling heel. So um, I'm excited to see, you know, what, what he's got against, what he's doing with uh, Undisputed Era and where this is going to go.
0: Uh, Marco, you, do you think Pat McAfee was the guy that was behind the Adam Cole attack at uh, Takeover 31? Now, after seeing this,
1: yeah, um, yeah, it, it kind of makes sense now that uh, that 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 definitely happened. Yeah, I like how they kept it a secret though, like. They kind of tie it all back up, and who would have thought Pat McAfee would make a return at some point? Um,
0: yeah, and the other good thing about it is, you know, his feud was really kind of solely focused on Adam Cole, but there was no way he could take on Undisputed Era by himself. So now mm-hmm. he's got a couple of, you know, he's got a little bit of a goon squad to uh, go with him, and we know that only Larkin and Danny Burt can both go in the ring.
1: Yep, yeah, and you, you kind of brought it up before with like NXT kind of in a slump right now, um, and I think bringing that back Pat McAfee even though this is, this is killing me to say this it's going <laughs> to kind of help them out a little bit yeah back on tv um but another takeaway is like they they have they pretty much still have all the talent in the world they have a bunch of talented um uh, uh athletes on their show but there's a, they don't have like the 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 char- char- charisma as
2: yes yeah, not uh, a lot of star power kind of, yeah.
1: like with the like you know with Oscar and Shin mm-hmm. Samoa Joe and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, like all these like larger than life characters that they had on NXT, which made NXT what it is. They don't kinda have that right now with uh yeah the roster that they have. Like I said, they're all above and beyond. Uh, they can go bell to bell, no issue, but it seems like there's no like there's nothing nothing grabbing you right now when it comes to uh like the personalities of these uh of the talent. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with uh with NXT in the in the future anyway.
0: Yeah, I think it goes back to what we've been saying uh for the past few weeks that they're just they're really missing the crowd there. You know, yeah. that live NXT crowd would really help a lot to to really get these guys over and help them stay over. Um yeah, so interesting stuff for for both brands tonight. Um, Let's Um, move
2: on. Hold on real quick. We do have a new, it's a Tower of Terror horror match between um, Dexter Loomis and Cameron Grimes. So I'm interested to see if that's like a cinematic performance or like what kind of, what's going to come out of that. I think that could be really a lot of fun because Dexter Loomis already like scares the hell out of me. So I can only imagine him in a Haunted House of Terror match. What that's what that's gonna look like.
0: Yeah, we haven't had a cinematic match in a while, so I thought that I was kind of starting to think maybe that idea was dead. Uh, but yeah, possibly something they could bring back. It would definitely make sense at Halloween Havoc. So our number five story of the week. So we've been walking with Elias for the past few years, but it may fi- be finally be time to rock with Elias. So he came out Monday night for a concert. Um, I don't know about you guys. I was thinking it was just gonna be you know the same standard same Elias thing right. where he comes out plays the guitar for a little bit and then gets interrupted or attacked but uh he came out and rocked out he had a full band and <laughs> Did an encore. he's rolling out an album called uh what, what is universal it universal truth yeah the universal truth um all intense it looks like this is a legit album release you know they were showing the the song titles like it was a you know an old school mtv video and it's stuff and it's dropping this monday uh they had fireworks it's you know, it sounded okay. We ha- we have a, uh, a sample right now we can play for you guys who may have missed it on Monday night. So this is Elias' uh, Lead Me Home.
3: I quiet rest on my face, and I-
0: Digging this,
1: Marco.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I mean, you know, I don't know if he's gonna win, uh, you know, win any Grammys. He sounds super but nice. there's, there's a lot worse sound and stuff than that that gets played on the radio. You know, it's kind of, it's exactly the kind of sound I like a little bit of soulful uh rock and roll um so so we'll see you know i'm definitely gonna check out the rest of the tracks once it gets on itunes you listen to little samples but this may be something i end up adding to the collection just to support Elias. we've been a fan of his um since he first started you know kind of appearing on nxt there towards uh you know the middle to end of 2016
2: so when he got over as el vagabundo
0: yeah yeah we were in the house when he was el vagabundo for that one week um it, yeah so it'll be interesting to see how far this goes if you have, if you guys get a chance go back and listen to his interview uh when he was on uh steve austin's podcast this music thing's legit it's something he's been interested in for a while and it's kind of cool because if you've been following this guy for a few years you can see that uh the ability's really growing he started out kind of just coming out and strumming a few chords in his acoustic guitar and he can really jam now so uh seems legit um and he's got a match with Jeff Hardy, uh, mm-hmm. at Hell in the Cell this Sunday. It's the only non-cell match that's been announced for the card so far. Yeah. Uh, so, w- what do we think? How how high do we think Elias is going to go off this uh, this new momentum he's got?
2: Off the, the you think? In, are you talking about in WWE or in his musical career? Both. Both. Um, I think his musical career is going to be. Um, Mediocre among the wrestling fans. I I think, I think you'll, you know, I think we like it. I don't know how much the average, you know, wrestling fan is going to like it or how much the average consumer is going to like it. Um, as far as WWE, I don't know. I always get high on Elias and I always get disappointed. It's like my, my, um, fandom with the falcons you know what i mean like i always like every year i start out i'm like oh man this is going to be a good season this is going to be the one and then every year i'm like oh, okay no it, it's not you know and i feel like that could that's definitely going to be the the path for elias mm. no, I, I know it's, it's hard i hate it because i hope it's not that way but no,
1: I, I think the sky's the limit for uh for elias right now i think he's uh i think he's in a he's in a what is uh wings Take up as high as he can go, but uh, he actually has a uh, an EP on iTunes already that came yeah, out, out, out called Walk with Elias. Yeah, yeah so you could you could hear the musical sounds of Elias get a little get a little uh, a little appetizer before the uh, the album comes out. Um,
2: yeah, well, I mean, WWE's totally behind this thing. I mean, they let him have like a full segment on Raw, and then you know they they, they, they rolled out a around. whole they rolled out a whole merch section, you know, for for the Universal Truth line, and yeah. you know the album cover the album cover looks great. It's like totally me, like you know boho vibes with like floral and like you know watercolor. Like yes. I, I'm here, <laughs> I'm here for it.
0: He can uh, he can go in the ring also. If you uh, want to go back, oh, yeah. to the money in the bank. 2018, he had an Intercontinental Championship match with Seth Rollins back when Seth was on his big uh, IC title run, and it was awesome, man. He uh, he, uh, you know, damn near beat Seth. Had some awesome false finishes, and uh, but it just, you know, the next night Dolph won, and they just moved on from it, you know. Yeah, Uh, Elias's push uh, just kind of came to a uh, a sudden stop. All right, guys, we're back with round two of episode nine, nine of the chick Foley show. We actually ended up having to pull the plug last night, about 20 minutes into it. Uh, the baby face, our son, Brett, our precious, beautiful son, Brett, he, uh, he woke <laughs> up and he just was not having it. She went up to try to comfort him and get him to go back to sleep so we can come back to finish the show, but it just wasn't happening. So uh, you guys got to remember, you know, we have we have two young kids. Marco actually has three young kids. Um, and and we record these things from our home. So we're just normal folks, just like you guys, you know, you hear us talk about sharpshooter studio. That's actually, uh, one of our kids play tables with both of our laptops set up and a microphone, um, in the middle. So Sometimes life happens. You know, believe it or not, our three-year-old son was didn't care that we were in the middle of recording an award-winning podcast, and he uh, kind of pulled the plug on it. So um, that'll happen from time to time. We just always want to keep it real with you guys and be fully transparent on what's going on. So if it sounds a little abrupt there when we were coming to the close on our Elias discussion, that's what happened. And we're back here on Thursday night uh, to finish up. So let's move right into our number four story on Chick Six. Is retribution D O A, and I'm not talking about a revival of uh, the disciples of apocalypse um, back in the, the early stages of the Attitude Era. I'm talking dead on arrival. These guys were on the the quote unquote season premiere of Raw, going up against Hurt Business in the first match, and they kind of got uh, they kind of got beat down a little bit. They ended up actually tapping out to Bobby Lashley, and then the Fiend came in. And pretty much single-handedly took them out. So, so Marco, what, what's your take? You know, we've been following this retribution storyline through all the ups and downs and lefts and right over the last couple of months. Um, where where do they go after that? That dismal showing on Monday night.
1: Uh, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this: it was it was their fault for uh, trying to approach the uh, the fiend and uh, Alexa Bliss. So they brought that on themselves. Uh, any any type of misfortune that yeah. they had uh, following that, that was it was all on them. Uh they had their you know they had their uh their feud with with uh, the hurt business anyway, so that was that was inevitable. They were gonna get that that win. Um but I think I think them losing actually helps helps their cause out a little bit. Like um, as you can see, uh Ali cut that like kind of like a fire promo um later in the night. Um about like, yeah, it was kind of like, weird. Right? Yeah, so I kind of they kind of like, kinda, kinda, like um, made it up for that loss. Okay, like, hey, we're not going to take this anymore. That type of stuff. So I don't think it's going to kill them. They they WWE's going to push the crap out of them. They're not going anywhere. Um, it's just it it was really Fiend heavy. Uh, that that uh the Raw uh season premiere because he's technically the, yeah. the biggest side that they have. Um, and that's what they're that's what uh, they're expecting people to see every every Monday is a Fiend. So. Um, I, I wouldn't take I wouldn't take anything from him just decimating uh, retribution because I mean if they step foot against him again it's probably just going to happen again they're not going to beat the fiend down I mean he's taking yeah, like I
0: said uh, I actually said that same thing to Sheena about 25 minutes into Raw I was like wow you know the Bray is really going to be all over Raw from now on it looks like yeah. they're really uh, going all in with him yeah. uh, Sheena what do you think of the big reveal after all this time that Mustafa Ali was the the SmackDown hacker. <laughs>
2: I mean, I think we all kind of had an idea that Ollie was, was behind it all along. You know, I mean, there was always talks that it, it could potentially be him. And there was little Easter eggs and stuff with like the little lights and whatnot. But – I mean, I guess it's cool that they actually did something with it instead of just doing what WWE likes to do and just like acting like things never happen. I, it was kind of cool that they tied it in, but I don't think it really has. At this point, it doesn't even have any significance. I think a lot of people had just kind of like put it out of their mind and then they brought it back to the forefront. Um, I hope I hope this works out. I hope this whole retribution thing works out and they get pushed and they, they do good. But for Ali's sake, you know, for God's sake, you know, poor Ali just cannot catch a break. Um so I, ho- I hope it works out for him. But I don't know. I'm kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum. I think that you, that decided victory um, against the Hurt Business and then getting demolished by Bray. I mean, that that definitely doesn't make them look good, especially since they're just such like a dominant faction. And we're coming out and like literally with chainsaws and crowbars and stuff. It's like ever since they they signed their, you know, their contract, they've been super soft. You know, and I don't know if yeah, that was like so part of their contract is. agreement. They were like, "Hey, listen, guys, you're going to have to drop the chainsaws. <laughs> you're going to have to you know, have a few less crowbars, um, but we are going to put you on TV every week, still. You know, but you got to you got to reel it back a little bit." Um, So yeah, I don't I don't know if that was part of their their negotiations, but um, I, I feel like they're a little less intimidating than they once were.
0: Yeah, they are still very toyetic. So hopefully, we at least get some elites of these guys before. Uh, before it's all said and done, but yeah, True, but
2: we're going to get like a, a, before we even get a Dominic Dijakovic, we're going to get a, what's this? He's a T, he's tea bar, T-Bar, right? Yeah, T-Bar. Got a tea bar. We're going to get a T-Bar. Uh, <laughs> That's
0: fine. There's, there's a, a lot bar. of, uh, there's a lot of talented customizers out there. Uh, a yeah. Dijakovic would be easy to make. T-Bar would be a little bit more difficult. True. All right. So uh, it's now time. We're halfway through the Chick 6 and we're going to take our customary weekly beverage break. So Sheena, tell the folks what you're sipping on this week.
2: So bringing it back to fall beverages. I was drinking on a holiday. Beverage, a Christmas beverage, the last couple weeks, um, but I'm back on some pumpkin beer. So I got this Blake. Uh, it's not even beer; it's hard cider. Blake's hard cider. Um, it's their apple lantern roasted pumpkin hard cider. I think I was drinking this late in September, but um, I found one hiding in the back of the beverage, the beverage center. So it's gluten free. It's out of Armada, Michigan. So yeah, it's it's the part of their limited release. It's really good, uh, sweet. Um, I don't know if I could drink a whole bunch of them. I'm gonna follow this with a couple of uh, mls but um yeah it's good to, it's a good starter beer or cider marco how about you
1: i'm sipping on the uh the dream team uh ipa nice. that i spoke about a couple weeks ago
0: so uh, that was a double right
1: yeah i can't get a, can't get enough of it it's actually really good um portland maine that's where it's uh, where it's made so yeah it's, it's it's really good i got my i got my triple ipa waiting for uh for the next week's Whoa. show that's gonna be that's gonna be Whoa. fun that's
2: yeah. gonna since, lit, since we're, we're going to be in the triple digits for our episodes, it's a perfect um, perfect transitional beer. That's
0: what I'm doing. Nice. <laughs> nice. I'm still sticking with the uh, unofficial official beer <laughs> of the Chick-fil-A show, Miller White. It's definitely the uh, best beer to drink when podcasting. So oh, yeah. let's move into the top half of the Chick Six with our number three story. <laughs> And this one is a doozy. So uh, I believe it was Sunday e- or no, Saturday evening,
3: Saturday. when
0: uh, Sheena was just hit with a doozy of a uh, DM, and it all goes back to this legendary moment in wrestling history.
3: The British Bulldog's gonna win, whether he wants to or not.
0: There you go. The British Bulldog is going to win whether he wants to or not. Just about any wrestling fan from the 90s can immediately identify that. That was in uh, somewhere th- towards the middle of SummerSlam 92 when they showed some of the fans outside the stadium. And um, for whatever reason, that clip just became so iconic with fans. I think, uh, you know, the little, it turns out the little girl that um, said it was just, you know, so enthusiastic. I think that's what really made it. And then it was also just such a bizarre line, you know, like why would the Bulldog – not want to win the belt, you know, so (laughs) for whatever reason, that one just kind of set its hook on uh, wrestling fans. And we've been wondering about that for years, Um, you know, what the story was behind it. And I'll let Sheena take it away because, uh, you know, wrestling arcade kind of ended up getting the credit for it, but really it was Sheena that that made this thing happen and uh, brought Amy to the forefront. So Sheena, take it away and tell us uh, what went down.
2: Yeah. So this was super crazy. It was like, you know, almost six o'clock. I'm like, you know, fixing kids dinner and, you know, just, do it, do it like starting the bedtime routine situation. And all of a sudden, you know, I see a notification go off on my phone and I pick it up and it's a, it's a DM from somebody that I don't recognize, a female. So I was like, okay, cool. Let me, let me check out and see what this, what this chick has to say. And the message is as follows. It says, hi, completely random message. I know. And I'm so sorry to bother you. I know this is completely long shot, but was wondering whether or not you purchased the bulldog boy doll. And if so, would you be willing to sell it? She, in all capital letters, is actually a relative of mine. And we've just discovered how famous her little taglines got. So would love to try and track a doll for her if you have any advice. Thank you for your time anyway. Crazy. So so I read that like five times before it actually sunk in. Like she, in all capital letters, and I just could not wrap my mind around the fact that, you know, Bulldog Kid or Bulldog Boy or whatever, you know, you've called him over over the years— was a girl, you know? I mean it was just had a little bowl haircut, which, you know, I, I saw little girls have that bowl haircut in the nineties, you know, but it just auto your auto assumption was that a wrestling show, SummerSlam, the freaking big boss man hat and like the the hitman jacket. It was like pink and black jacket she was wearing, um, that it was just a little boy. Um and she sent me the picture of the wrestling arcade figure that we had posted before, you know, because when Seth saw that, he was like, Oh my God, you know, so we, we posted it to the feed and
0: back in like December, I think when that figure came out.
2: Yeah. So it's been, it's been a while. So she had, she had somehow through some hashtag or something found, um, that I had posted that and thought that I had purchased it. Um, obviously I, you know, we directed her to wrestling arcade who actually created it, which if you haven't seen this figure, go to wrestling arcades, um, it's just at Wrestling Arcade, like it sounds. Uh, go to his Instagram, and you'll see it there. It's you know basically like a little vintage. Uh, got the vintage car, like it just looks amazing. Got the picture of the little girl and everything, and, and like he-
0: sheena really grease the skids on this thing because she went ahead and reached out to Wrestling Arcade and let them know like, hey, this person yeah. trying to get a hold of you because they said that they had reached out. And weren't receiving any response. You know, they may have just been sitting in, you know, resting arcades like DMs. Yeah,
2: well, you never know. Like if you're not friends with someone on Instagram or if you're not following them, I should say. Um, there's a there's a whole little junk box that like, you know, your your DMs go to. So if I'm not yeah. following somebody and they send me a DM, it's it's a high possibility that it just goes to junk box and i never even see it unless i like open that little that little tab. So i'm sure that's what happened because you know, who would have thought? I mean, it's just like this random person. So it was like so crazy because i was like i'm just 2 degrees of separation away from, you know, bulldog bulldog kid, you know. <laughs> on you,
0: bulldog boy.
2: I know. Um and so and it's so crazy because if you see, like if you look now, you know, she's she's um you know, it's like where is she now and they, like, they found pictures of her and everything and her husband was commenting on our post about it and everything. And it seemed like really just genuinely down to earth like chill people who had no idea and i was talking to her about it and she was saying you know i was like you guys had no idea that this was like some sort of like cult phrase and the the thing about it is is seth and i use this phrase on like a, a weekly basis talking about something you know it's just part of our like lexicon we just you're, you know, and
0: you're gonna do something whether you want to or not, you to or not <laughs> you
2: know? i always say that as as you know, a joke. And, uh, I was telling her about it and she's like, no, she's like, we always used to tease her, you know, what she said to take the Mickey out of her. I'm I'm sure that's some sort of, you know, British slang that I don't know, you know, know, just take her down a page. And so we're going to take the Mickey out of her. Um, we would always bring up that photo and, you know, bring up the fact that she did that. And also something that was really funny and Seth had pointed this out a while back. Um, and I had never even really paid that close of attention, but We wondered whether or not she just said that or whether she was directed by WWE or WWF at the time to say that. And so it turns out, you know, she was she was given that line. Um, And I guess she had practiced it or either WWE had told her to say it, because if you look really closely, there's a girl right standing right behind her that mouths the same exact line. Mm. Um, So you can see the girl's mouth moving behind her saying the exact same thing. Line as wow. the as Amy in in the front, yeah.
0: Which so, that just leaves even more questions yeah. <laughs> for me. Like, why the hell did they come up with that line? Because it literally makes no sense. I know. Like, I don't know if she misdelivered
2: it, it. Like, if, if Amy misdelivered the line, if it was supposed to be something else, yeah. Maybe um, she
0: said it so wrong, and they were just it was so good, they just said screw it, just roll with it.
2: Yeah. Um, or if, or if WWF just like gave her that botched line, I don't know. But it was super cute. Like I said, it's just something that has been infamous around our house and apparently like you know the whole WWF universe has just been one of those things that like everybody everybody knows Bulldog Kid from from SummerSlam 92 so yeah I was super I was super excited to get that DM and to be able to connect her to Wrestling Arcade and to give him the heads up and everything and like I said it's so cool that he even created that figure in the first place which basically unearthed Amy, you know, because there was a YouTube video that, um, oh my gosh, it's like wrestling wrestle with Andy. With yeah. They, it with came
0: Andy. Out a couple years ago. And-
2: yeah. And it was like talking about like, you know, it was like these urban legends in wrestling and it was like, where is, where are, where are they now? And yeah. um, bulldog, Bulldog Kid was one of them, and um, yeah, I guess he's doing. He, I think he's doing an interview with her or something like that. And uh, yeah, super, super.
0: And we're cool. still we're still in contact with her husband. To trying to get her on the podcast. We're trying to be the first podcast to get an I know. With her, so. And they
2: were like, yeah, we, you know, she would love to. We're gonna have her reach out and all this stuff. So I mean, I don't know. It's gotten so big now. Who knows what what's gonna happen? But um, yeah, it was it was really really cool to to be able to be like a small part in that, and for her to have found us. That's, that's the importance of using hashtags, kids. It's just like you know that that's how she found us. You never know. What's going to happen when people find you using hashtags? Yeah. yeah,
0: so pretty wild, totally mind blowing that, you know, we ended up being just a small part in that story. But um, so after taking a look at the past, let's move to the future. And this Sunday, we got Hell in the Cell 2020, which means it's time for, ladies and gentlemen, Let's Get It! Marco and Sheena got to go head-to-head for the Chick-Foley Show Prediction Championship. So, Sheena's been wrecking shop. You know, Marco (laughs) took the belt at SummerSlam and had it for about six days. Sheena took it back at Payback. You know, thank God for pay-per-views one week after another. (laughs) Right. And she's had a vice grip on it ever since, you know. Uh, She's been holding it down. So, Marco, uh, you don't got much to work with. Right now, we got only four matches matches. on the card. So, I got to imagine we're going to get a few more on SmackDown. Or maybe just announce on social media over the next couple of days. If we get if we get more than two or three, maybe we'll do a chick quickie and do one a last second preview of the show. Uh, if it's just a couple more matches though, we'll probably just get the we'll additional post, predictions up yeah. on uh, social media. But for now, we got four matches, three of them in the cell. We'll start with the uh, the one match uh, that's not in the cell. Uh, let's hit the bell. So we talked about this guy a little bit earlier. It's going to be the returning Elias going against Jeff Hardy. Marco, what's your prediction?
1: Um, I like to say by saying I'm kind of like the uh... – with the Sasha Banks of this. I like, I won it and then I like lose it right after my. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my <own defense. laughs>
2: um, but that, mean, that means you could be like the 20 time champion if you just keep winning and then losing again, you know?
1: That is true. It's very true. I'm going to go with Elias on this one. There's um, mm-hmm. an album dropping on Monday. Um, had that awesome performance that we spoke about. Um, he's on a, he's, he's a roll. I think Jeff Hardy's, Hardy's there to do the. Uh, to do the favor, as they call it. Um, I don't think he's taking the win from Elias. I think, uh, I think Elias is on, uh, on some, onto some big and better things. So yeah, I'm going with the, uh, with Elias on that one.
0: Okay. Marco's walk with Elias, Gina.
2: Yeah. Uh, there's, there's only one universal truth and it's that Elias is going to win this match. Um, and it's, I mean, I, to me it's obvious just because, I mean, I, I hope that he wins because I would hate for him to be all beat up and bruised and not be able to give his awesome performance on Monday with the debut of his album. Um, so, yeah, I, I got to i gotta go with Elias.
0: Yeah, I think both of you guys are right. You guys know I'm the kayfabe expert, and I'll let you know uh – if you have an album drop in the day after a pay-per-view, you get an automatic 50% boost on your XP. So <laughs> yeah. it's almost impossible for Elias to lose. This is kind of the same principle for the, per- the person that's on the cover of WWE 2K. If you guys pay attention, um, being on the cover of WWE 2K, it gives you like a two-month boost. Like you yeah. know, the month before and right after release. Those guys always <laughs> go on a little bit of a run. So All right, everybody's unanimous with Elias. Let's yeah. go to our first cell match. We will start with the WWE Championship one. Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre. You got to feel like this is part of the blow off to their feud. Sheena, how do you see this one playing out?
2: Uh, I'm going, I'm going with the Viper, dude. I hate to do it, um, but we, we've talked about it before. I think Um, I I chose Randy in the ambulance match, I believe, and it didn't work out, but I can't imagine that he's just going to, you know, put Drew over again, or or Drew's going to get over on him. I should say um, again. So I'm going with the Viper, dude, and I think it's just going to be leading up to Randy having a nice title reign, um, and Drew. Hopefully, maybe when we can get some fans back in the arena, maybe he'll he'll get back on top. But I think it's I think it's time to change hands.
0: Marco, who's going to leave with the belt?
1: Uh, I think. Yeah, I picked Randy in the ambulance match as well. Um, I'm going to stick. I'm going to stick with Randy as well.
0: Okay, uh, both who- people picking a title
1: change. because well, yeah. um, I think I think it's the opposite. I think. Ryron is going to win the title, but I think he has a, a feud with a, a a new member of the Raw roster coming up that, that he has a little bit of history with that he may have he may have burned this person's house down. Um, oh yeah, he, he never forgets. Uh, but That's I think,
3: true.
1: I think this I think this person's going for a world title win at some point, of so the Universal title. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think, mm-hmm. I think he's definitely winning, and I think uh, the feud with Fiend is inevitable because um, there's too much story in history with him and Randy Orton.
0: Yeah, All right. for so, sure. Okay, you guys are unanimous calling a title change. Um, I'm really torn on this one, which is good. It's always the best in wrestling when you don't know what's going to happen. I feel like Drew has got the momentum right now. He's really had a hell of a range, you know, and it's just a, it's a shame the fans haven't been there because he definitely feels like the one babyface champion we've had in the last four or five years. So I think the fans would all kind of uh, universally get behind. Um, but... If Randy loses, you got to imagine he's probably not getting another shot for a while. This would be two straight years and he failed to get the belt. Because remember, he got a few shots at Kofi also. And Kofi, oh, yeah. Kofi yeah. kept, you know, kind of slipping just out of his grasp retaining the belt. So um, it's hard to see Randy lose, you know, going two straight years. with getting a, a bunch of title shots and coming away empty handed. But I still really can't see Drew losing. I think, I think Drew's going to somehow uh, come away with the belt once again. Mm. All right, let's go to the women's side, the SmackDown Women's Championship match. It's going to be Bayley defending her belt against Sasha Banks. Marco, how do you see this one going?
1: Oh, this is rough. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure there's going to be two title changes in the same night. It's a possibility. They could swerve us. Um, but I I have a feeling. So I am going to use this with the last match because uh, it's it's Drew McIntyre's first ever Hell in a Cell match against Reed Orton, which... That's why I picked Randy because he's a vet when it comes to the to the Hell in a Cell. But I'm going to go with the opposite for Sasha and Bailey. I'm going to pick Bailey to win and retain only because she has to prove that she's the uh, the uh, the true champion without the help of uh, Sasha Banks at her side. So, who with Bailey? I don't know, man. I'm going with
2: Sasha. Sasha's oh. a, Sasha's a, a Hell in a Cell vet. I think. Uh... I just I can't imagine that she's gonna she's gonna lose you know I mean she's she's had her butt kicked all over the place by Bailey so I'm hoping that uh, she doesn't just get showed up here you know in, in the cell because this is when yeah. I think Sasha this is when she performs freaking amazingly when she's putting these like you know backed up against the wall situations um this is when sasha really likes to show out so i'm, yeah. I'm stoked for this match i hope it's really freaking awesome um but i'm going with sasha here
0: so i gotta tell you sheen i think you're a little bit off base on there you're right she does perform her best when her back's against the wall on pay-per-views but she loses these matches time and time again you know it's death taxes and sasha banks choking on pay-per-view yeah uh, the first Hell in the cell match against charlotte Lost against Becky last year, the Iron Woman match against yeah. Bailey, she lost. the yeah. The legendary match at Takeover Brooklyn, she lost. The first yes. Iron Woman match on the main roster against Charlotte, she yeah. lost. But yeah.
2: this was that—that that was all in the pre um, Sasha taking her hiatus because she was tired of losing all these big matches. Okay, right. so we think
0: we're thinking the blue hair uh, yeah. is going to lead to. A uh, pay-per-view yes. win? Yes. I really want to see it. I think it's going to be a hell of a match. I think it's probably going to end up being the match of the night. But yeah. uh, I just I don't see Sasha taking the belt off barely. If this was on SmackDown, yeah, Sasha could do it. Sasha's a hell of a performer. But for whatever reason, when the lights get the brightest, uh, she ends up taking the pin. <sighs> True. All right, so you? now main event time. Yeah. This is what I'm assuming is going to be the main event. This is going to be the first ever I quit match inside the Hell in the Cell. More family drama. Jay Uso trying to take the universal championship from the tribal chief, the big dog, Roman Reigns. Sheena, who's going to win this one?
2: I mean, it, it would be idiotic of me to pick against the tribal chief um, at this point. I mean, but man, Roman is is on a freaking tirade, and he's he's ready to just prove himself. And, you know, like I said, be, be the big dog, be the tribal chief. I don't know how this is going to go down. Um Honestly, I think he's just going to just put Jay out of his misery and just kind of like in this, in this feud, sadly enough. I mean, I think eventually we'll revisit it, but I think this is just going to be the, the moment where, you know, he, he sends Jay out to pasture. Marco.
1: Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm still on the rain train. I'm not jumping off anytime soon. And he's, uh, yeah, he's definitely going to steamroll over, uh, over Jay. It's be really brutal. I know that much. Yeah. He's going to kick the crap out of him, but, uh. I don't, I don't think there's going to be any shenanigans happening at all in this one. If it is, it, it could be uh, Jimmy uh, helping him out. But other than that, no, it's just going to be a complete mauling.
0: Yeah, I agree. Roman's just on another level right now. The only the only two people I get, see taking that belt off him is a returning Brock Lesnar or or Seth, just because Seth Rollins has kind of always had Roman Reigns' number going back years. Um, yeah. yeah, I think Roman wins. And my only question is if this ends up leading to what we've been talking about with Roman and the Usos, uh, working together you know hopefully they can make amends after the match
2: i think that would be awesome yeah. i would love i would love to see that do you guys think that it is just a little bit overkill having three cell matches in one night i think it's really gonna it's it's really gonna take the luster off of you know i think uh roman and jay a little bit are having already previously seen two hell in a cell they're matches just gonna,
0: they're gonna have to really crank the violence up to to uh you know be something fresh yeah i agree wholeheartedly i've I've told you guys my stance on it i I think it's dumb that we have hell in a cell as a pay-per-view this should be a uh a match that's saved for you know the 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 hottest of you know violent rivalries and stuff this should be a blow-off match too it shouldn't be something that just comes around the calendar every october so it is what it is i think we've had we've had years where it's been three cell matches before and the guys are creative enough. They always find a way to make it exciting for the fans. But, uh, but yeah, I definitely agree. Three is overkill. I, th- I think one is plenty.
2: Yeah, especially when it's, like, guy, guys like Randy and Drew are definitely going to, like, you know, show out and, like, pull out all the stops, right? So, those guys are going to do it. And then you got Roman and Jay, who, again, is just going to be another freaking banger. So, I just feel like I'm like, well, what, what are they going to do to differentiate themselves from – the other match, you know what I mean? So I'm, I mean, I'm sure they'll do it. I'm excited. I'm open minded. I'm optimistic. But yeah, I think by by the time Roman and Jay rolls around, I'm gonna be like, holy crap, dude!
0: So just to recap, this as of right now, the card is gonna the Chick Foley Show Prediction Championship is gonna come down to the Bailey, Bailey and, and Sasha match. she Sheena, Sheena's picking Sasha to pull off the upset and finally get the big win on pay per view. So it's now time for our number one story on the Chick Six. Happy two-year anniversary to the Chick-Foley Show. So it's pretty crazy. It's, uh, you know, made it two years. I've kind of just come on here in the last couple of months or so. You know, Marco, you've been a little bit longer, and Sheena's been here since the beginning, the um, two years. It's a, it's a lot of work that goes into these shows, guys, for those that don't know. You know, it's a lot of research, and, you know, the last couple of years, you've really had to watch a ton of wrestling just stay up on what's going on with everything and just carving out the time every week to, uh, to set up these shows and then promote and interact with all the listeners and stuff. So, it's not easy. So my hat's off to Sheena for keeping it going for two years. You know, I, I've been getting a little bit exhausted with it just in the past couple of months. It's a ton of fun though. Sheena, tell us about how, well, t- take us through the origin story of, of the chick Foley show.
2: Well, I mean, two years, two years ago, um, we were, we were just about to go um, on a vacation to Kauai, um, you know, in Hawaii. We're about to take this awesome vacation. And I got a DM from Phil and Phil just said, you know, Hey, have you ever thought about having a podcast? And, Of course, you know, it just wasn't even on my radar. Like it wasn't something that I was thinking about doing. Um, I love, I love doing Instagram. I love doing social media, all of that. Like that's kind of my wheelhouse. That's my jam. Um, But then I was like to take it to the next level was just like a big step, you know, and anytime I I think it was just more like my own self limiting beliefs, because anything, anytime you put something out there for public consumption, you know, like if I put something out there on Instagram, people don't like, like, I feel pretty comfortable, like battling people back and being like, you know, either just shut up or, you know, hit the hit the block button, or actually having a, a conversation with people to try to see their perspective. But, you know, podcasting was a whole new realm for me. So I didn't even know like what what kind of backlash you could receive, you know, with, with podcasting. And, you know, I was nervous to put myself out there, but I'm glad I did it. Um, it was, is has been so much fun over the past two years. You know, we, we brought Marco on, um, you know, Marco was just like, you know, a fan of chick Foley and wrote in emails every week. And we just, because he wrote in his weekly question emails and they were always really good, you know, we just, we started referring to him as the MVP even before he got the position. And then, you know, Phil and I started looking for, we were like, we need an intern. We need a third man. We need somebody here to kind of just like balance, balance the act out. And uh, we, we pulled Marco in and it's just been, it's been amazing ever since, you know, obviously now, you know, we're working with um, the heel husband, Seth and Marco, and it's just been, it's been a lot of fun. But yeah, guys, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of time, Um, especially when Seth was on deployment. I just appreciate all you guys just being super patient and like understanding you guys were always so wonderful and so supportive. Um, If there was a week that I just had to pass it off to the dudes, um, you guys were always just amazing. So I appreciate all the loyalty, all the support and everybody who listens every single week and shows up and shows up in the account and it's, our Facebook group has been one of my favorite things that has come out of out of this podcast. Just getting. To, yeah. Just getting to interact with people on a more personal level. You know, I obviously interact with people all the time, you know, on social media and, the, you know, in my DMs and stories and on on the posts that I make and everything. Um, but getting to know like a like a select smaller population of the chick Foley fam, um, on a more personal level and just seeing what wonderful people they are. I mean, like literally like these, they're all, they're all nerds. <laughs> they're all figure marks and wrestling marks, you know, and that's what makes them great. But at the same time, um, they're, they're genuinely just good hearted, awesome people. And I've like, it's just been so, so wonderful having that community and they all support one another. It's just a chill, chill environment. So I'm super excited and I'm excited to see how it grows over the next year and how many people that we have in there, and you know get to get to know even more awesome chick Foley show marks so what about you what about you Marco? what's been one of your favorite things about being a part of the the fil Foley show?
1: uh yeah, definitely the interaction with everyone in the the community that's uh that's been built and you know, uh meeting all all these different people I haven't met in person, but I feel like i've I talked to everyone more than I talked to my own like like actual friends, I think he tells me about Like, it's like you know, you have your, your real life friends, the friends you see all the time and talk to all the time, but then you have you guys that I talk to even more than anybody. Um, yeah, uh, but yeah, it's, it, it's been experience. Um, ever since the uh, the, I did the uh, WrestleMania recap, was it WrestleMania 35?
2: Yeah. Was it 35? Yeah, I it's think
1: 35. it was. Yeah, yeah it was 35. Yeah, it was uh, when Kofi. Uh, with the championship yeah we we did that i did the recap with you guys um caught the book bu- caught the bug there and i was like oh that was pretty fun i wish i could do that a lot but then obviously you guys started talking about the uh the intern thing and i was like yeah i can't do that. It's way too much work um, <laughs> well, I, 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 <laughs> I was thinking to myself i was like this is nowhere to be able to do that but then like when i when i got into it and i see how you guys uh did it at night and like you had this whole like schedule down stuff like that i was like oh it's pretty manageable. i'm already watching you know countless hours of wrestling and i'm always on social media reading stuff and things like that so i was like can't be that hard but yeah no it is it is kind of like a part-time job <laughs> having this here. it's like i have my regular day job and then i have this at night it's like my 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 nighttime job that i do but um no it's awesome i love it um just the interaction of the like, twitter alone just like the community just a wrestling figure community in general is 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 just having like all those people embrace you and embrace each other and um it's 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 a, it's a really good a good feeling to know that there's people out there that are interested in the same thing that you're interested in, and maybe even more so, like they're more fanatical than you are. And you yeah. get to see their collections, and you know, share things with each other, and not not be biased against like what what person's collecting this. It might be someone that's you know just collecting wrestling memorabilia, not figures and stuff like that, but they're still welcomed in with open arms and stuff like that. I think that's like my I think that's my favorite thing, just the uh, camaraderie that that uh, this brings.
2: Yeah. And like I said, you know, the, like there was times like, you know, like several of the the guys in the group, you know, reached out and just like, hey, I'm just checking on you. See if you're okay. You know, Marco, I know you reached out. And then, yep. you know, I was having a really rough yep. week. And then, you know, the inner circle, we have an inner circle chat and like you guys organized me to get like this awesome care package of exactly. like goodies and stuff. And I mean, it just... You know who would have thought? You know, just starting this little Instagram account. What was it? Five, six years ago? Five years ago? Five years ago? Yeah, five years ago. um, Just as a passion project. The reason, the whole reason I started it was just kind of like because I didn't want to bug all of my regular. (laughs) <laughs> my, my regular friends with uh nerdy wrestling stuff, you know, and I had no idea, you know, because we had just kind of gotten back in the fold of wrestling at that point. So just I didn't even know like this whole internet wrestling community and everything. And it's just been such a joy getting to know people and meet people and meet people through the show. And, you know, Seth, he, you know, he's just joined us. I mean, he's done a several like, you know, Patreon exclusive and, you know, jumped in from time to time and hosted the show. Um, but I mean, he's been here since day one ish too. you know, helping, you know, put together formats, you know, at the, the whole time I've been a mom and all of these things, you know, so he's helped put, put things together and keep things organized and, you know, make sure that I have the time that I need to record by, you know, managing the kids. And well, it was just a kid at that point, but um, it's really awesome to get to do it all here with him, you know, live and in person now. So what what have you thought about the show over the last couple of years? Having
0: uh, it's just been cool. It's been awesome to hear, you know, just the growth from the first episode. We went back and listened to the first episode the oh other night gosh. for a little bit, and oh.
2: just the audio
0: of it <laughs> sounded totally different, you know? Uh, yeah. it, uh, it was, you know, She didn't have a mic. I, think I didn't
2: even have a mic. She, she no. was just
0: using her regular out of the, the box headphones <laughs> oh, that oh, come geez. with your iPhone <laughs> yeah. on the first episode. And after that, I was like, you know, uh, we heard, you know, we saw the potential in it just because we know, like, for whatever reason, Sheena just really has a a connection with you know her followers and stuff on instagram so we went out i remember we went to best buy i was like hey, we gotta get you a mic so we researched went and found the best like podcasting mic went and got it and uh it's just grown from there it's just been a lot of fun keeping up with it listening to it and i tell you know the biggest compliment i can give it is i would listen to the show even if it wasn't my wife on the podcast you know i, I really mm-hmm. do mean that it's just very entertaining i like being able to get a little bit of um wrestling you know news and perspective and figure news all all in the same shot so it's a really fun show um, and I'm just, I'm a hundred percent committed, you know, whether I, I stay on here as a, a weekly person on the show or just go back, being behind the scenes to just really grow this thing as big as possible. So just let you guys know that our, our faithful listeners, you know, this thing is actually worldwide. It's insane, so you guys. yeah, I'm going to run down. This is in the last two weeks. The, uh, the different countries that we listen to. So obviously, you know, we got a, a, a ton of people here in the good old United States, best country in the world. But we also got our international friends. So I'm gonna do a quick roll call on the other countries in order uh, where we're popular at. So number two is Canada. Then we got the UK, Australia, Germany, Belgium, Singapore, Ireland, and here we go. The people. So we got two people in Russia, two okay. people in South Africa, two people in Italy, two people in Nigeria, and then we had one person in India, Kuwait, Brazil. Luxembourg yeah. and Romania that listened to the Chick Foley show in the last two yeah. weeks.
2: So isn't that crazy? That's like insane. Yeah, it's so awesome. I just I'm like s i am like I just love our international listeners. Like yeah. it just it was I just love thinking heart.
0: that somebody in freaking Romania was like, you know, on their iPhone or whatever kind of phones they have in Eastern Europe and said, uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna spend an hour and a half listening to the Chick Foley show yeah. right now. So it's pretty cool. We're committed to growing this thing. You know, we've been doing a lot of research on different ways to expand our reach and stuff, and continue to up the production value on it. So we're committed to this thing, and you guys just keep giving us that uh, positive feedback. You know, let us know what you like, what you don't like, what you want to see more of, and we'll make it happen for you. Because okay. at the end of the day, uh, this is just a passion project that we're doing to to have some fun and help spread our love for. The greatest sport on God's green earth. Yeah, professional it's, wrestling. It's
2: been awesome. I mean, the last several weeks, I mean, we've had more listens than we've, you know, we've had in like forever. I like it's just grow. It's continually growing, which is just super awesome to see those numbers and know that people are liking what they're seeing. And I get DMs all the time, like, oh, love the show. So thank you guys so much for sending that feedback. You know, a lot of times you feel like you're just talking into this mic and you're just putting shouting out into the universe, you know, maybe, maybe people are listening, maybe they're not, but when you guys send that feedback and let us know, like, you know, your favorite parts of the show or what you liked or what made you laugh or, you know, what you connected with, or we said something wrong. And you're like, Hey, listen, this is actually why this happened or whatever. Like I I love getting that feedback. So thank you all so much for the last two years. Thank you for being along for the ride. Cause if it wasn't for you guys, like this show would not be a thing. So thank you all.
0: All right, everybody, ready for some figure talk?
2: Woohoo! Here comes the
3: money!
0: Here we go! Money
2: talk! Here comes the money! Money, money,
3: money! All
0: right, it's time for everybody's favorite segment of the week Go Figure. This is where we talk about all the latest news and our weekly purchases in the world of wrestling, figure collecting, and other stuff. This segment is sponsored by our good friends at Ringside Collectibles. Make sure you guys are using chick Foley every time you make an order there to get 10% off. Uh, Before we get into figure news, Sheena, tell us about the toy drive.
2: Yeah, so we are doing our second annual holiday toy drive. If you weren't listening a couple weeks ago, we talked about um, we're kicking this thing off. Um, It's going to be awesome. Last year, we were able to donate over 300 toys to kids in need. And again, this holiday season, I I feel like there's going to be even more kids that are just, you know, families are experiencing hardships and we're going to have to help more and more kids. So I'm super excited. I hope we um, meet our same goal that we hit last year and hopefully exceed it. So um, it's going to take all of us collectively to do that. So um, we're setting up a PO box for you guys to be able to send toys to. It's not just exclusively wrestling toys. We are a wrestling figure or a wrestling podcast. Um, We do love wrestling toys, but I don't want you guys to feel pigeonholed by only sending in wrestling toys. So whatever you can, you know, send in is great. We're also going to set up, uh, we have PayPal Last year, we had so many donations through PayPal, and we were able to just do the shopping so you don't have to ship, you don't have to go to the post office, you don't have to do any of that. Um, you can just send a donation via PayPal. No amount is too small. And we'll um, show you what
0: we bought with and your Yeah, money. we'll
2: show you what we purchased with your with your donation. Um, we'll, we'll give you a shout out on, you know, on Instagram and in the stories and everything, um, just to let you know what we got. So um, you can definitely send stuff that way. It's super, super convenient. So we'll be putting that information out. Um, or if you just want to send toys, um, you can do that too. So yeah, we will be keeping that... I'll be posting on Instagram and the Facebook page and in the story. So keep your eyes out. We'll be talking about it um, from here on out in the podcast, just giving you guys reminders too.
0: All right, Marco, take us away
1: on uh, figure news. All righty. Um, so, actually, before we, well, actually, this is part of figure news. Uh, so uh, earlier today, a lot of people are getting emails uh, for the um, Undertaker um, Globe of the Dark. Uh, I saw right? that. Yeah, did yeah. you see that? Yeah. So, apparently um, Amazon is not carrying them and it seems like they just might be canceling that altogether. Like the whole, like the, the actual pop might not even be coming out. Um, that's what it pretty much the, uh, the letter or the email that it was uh, being sent around to everyone that pre-ordered it. Um, but you last thoughts on that, it's kind of uh, kind of abrupt. And, it, and it, it's a little bit down the line on this. We talk about the, uh, the Hogan and Mr. T pops that are coming out is, is that going to happen to them as well? Like, so know. have we
0: so if we have i haven't seen it has there actually been pics revealed of the undertaker gold in the dark pop yet
1: yeah it looks it looks just like the uh the the ghostbusters um it's like that same color it's like uh, that okay, purple I see now. so purple it's just like the last hit.
0: so it's just like the last undertaker pop but just in that purple translucent yeah. part. okay yeah. i haven't seen the picture yet, so i don't know that's weird because amazon's usually um was this amazon or walmart amazon yeah, Amazon's usually pretty reliable with their pre orders. I've done that a couple times. We got the Fiend pop. We got um, we got Becky Lynch a couple years ago when she had her exclusive um, Amazon pop. They're, they're normally pretty reliable. So I got to think maybe this was just an issue on maybe Funko's side. Maybe yeah. something happened and these guys aren't going to be uh, ready as quickly as they thought they would. Um, I actually hadn't pre ordered this one yet. So I got to, you know, I, I, I'm spared on the pain on that one. But I really hope we see this because anything glow in the dark, I'm down for
1: yeah definitely um, what else do we have oh so after that for, speaking of pre-orders and speaking of uh, our UK peeps uh, the British Bulldog uh, was up for pre-order at uh, Smith's UK um, so the, uh, the new relief for the British Bulldog is available for you to pre-order right now um, hopefully it's not sold out because um, that is something that a lot of people are waiting for especially um, with the uh, awesome accessory that comes with it too so are you guys uh you guys proof for this too as well I, 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 i'm not even asking you guys of course figure. <laughs> yeah you know we're huge bulldog fans
0: <laughs> definitely so not only so I'm, I'm i'm confident they haven't officially announced it but they've been getting the last few collector's edition figures so i'm confident that our good friends at ringside are going to end up uh stocking this and getting. and i'm actually going to be getting two so we're already it's already in the works the uh you know, hopefully this doesn't sound too dirty, but the head is already complete for the, uh, <laughs> we got a custom uh, dynamite kit in the works. So, uh, the, the Warsman, off of, and she, she reached out and coordinated it between the Warsman. Uh, he's the underscore Warsman, W-A-R-S-M-A-N underscore. Uh, he does the 3D printing on the heads, and then he sent to our good friend Alex Pierce at uh, Alex Pierce Customs, and he's already got it painted and stuff. So, we're going to be getting two of these. So we're going to get two, do a little torso swapski and have a uh, custom dynamite kid to go along with the Bulldogs. So I, I'm, we're super impatient as collectors. We don't want to wait around and just hope that eventually Mattel gets around to it. We're going to have, on day one, a set of uh, the British Bulldogs here with Matilda. So, yeah, I'm super stoked for this figure. I was a little bit bummed at first, but, I, you know, I did some research, and, you know, me and Sheena put our heads together, figured out a way we could make a dynamite kid figure happen, and I think it's going to come out nicely.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of people are uh, going that route right now, but you never know. Uh, dynamite kid might make an appearance. I mean, Rocky Johnson got a figure out of out of out of the uh, Mattel guy so who knows True. who knows what's gonna happen um next up so I thought I thought WWE legend series eight was kind of like an odd group of guys are to put together legend series nine kind of like trumps it a little bit yeah um, it's, like a, it's, it's a, a random <laughs> it is one random
0: it's ass a, set of figures for sure
1: assortment uh, yeah so uh so um uh, the images of uh, packaging as well have been revealed for uh, series nine of the uh, Legend series. Um, and the big reveal was uh, Tatanka, was in yeah, uh, his debut attire
0: with tights.
1: Yeah, so yeah, it looks pretty awesome because of the they have the, the hatchet, too. Um, so just to, just a recap, it's uh, Tatanka, you have Ted DiBiase um, in the silver suit as well as the black suit. So the silver suit's a chase. Uh, you have Purple Undertaker and then Nikolai Volkov. So, what are you guys thinking of this? Uh, this odd lineup of, of superstars from, uh, from years past.
0: So I'll start by saying it is a beautiful set of figures. I, I, I love the set of figures. They all look great. As far as going into my collection, the only one that's going to be a definite buy is that Chase Ted DiBiase in the silver suit. I'm definitely yeah. getting that one. Um, I don't really need the black suit DiBiase or the Volkoff. Um, the Tatanka, I'm probably going to wait and see what it looks like in person. You know, I got the Tatanka from Elite 47 in the blue trunks. That was really more of kind of his standard look. I don't know that I need two Tatankas, but, you know, this one is different, and it does look pretty cool, so I may see it in person or once people start getting into some fake photography and decide I need it. And then same thing with the Undertaker. I got the Elite 23 Undertaker that's basically the same look, um, and at least from the shot so far. I think I kind of like the Elite 23 more than the new one, but that the, the new Undertaker might, you know, Once once it's actually out and we can see like legit shots of it, it, you know, it may end up being a little bit better. So, um, I love the set though. I love the set. But for now, DiBiase is the only one that I'm definitely going to be in the hunt for when those drop. But you know, hopefully, I hope it does great because I want the Legends line to just keep going forever. I I love these figures so much.
1: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, definitely the uh, the the Ted DiBiase is definitely the the one to get out of that out of that lineup there. Um, Moving on to uh, so this is also a pre order on our ringside. Right now, you can pre-order it. So the WWE Championship Showdown line, uh, kind of replacing the uh, Battle Packs. Um yep. the they actually look pretty cool. The packaging packaging looks cool. Yeah, um, these are
0: very cool. If I was yeah. a kid, I would be all over these.
1: Yeah, they are uh, they come with a, they come with a stands at double side plates for the new um, belt that's coming out next year, uh, which is pretty awesome as well. So, uh, what do you guys? What do you, you thinking of these? Are they a step up from the from the original Battle Packs and? How, how far I, are these so I think
0: they are because, you know, you got to look at it. Remember, the battle packs and, and the basics, they're really for kids. These are cool. You know, if I was a kid, I'd be all over getting that belt. And then, you know, you're going to get not only are you getting the figures, you're also getting all these different side plates that you can collect to really customize um, this new belt that's coming out. Uh, you know, hopefully they get us some more some more fig, some more obscure looks of, of guys that we haven't seen before in the elite line. Pretty cool. Each battle pack's gonna be based off a of legendary or each uh you know championship showdown is gonna be based off a of legendary pack. But I'd be lying if I said I wasn't bummed that battle packs have ended. You know, they've been going so long. I think what we end up on, like battle pack sixty six or sixty-seven or something yeah. like that? Yeah, um, yeah definitely. So hope hopefully, you know, it's just to see you later and it's not a you know, goodbye for the battle packs because there have been a lot of really, really great battle packs over the years. So I'm thinking like the Blue Heart Foundation and the Blue Legion of Doom figures. Yeah. Um primetime player. So uh, the battle there's some guys that the only figure they had was in the battle packs, like uh Simon Gotch with the Vaud villains. You know, that was his only figure, was a battle pack figure. So uh hope, hopefully we see battle packs come back in some form in the future. But for now, this is cool. You know, if this is what we're gonna do for the next couple of years, I like it. And uh uh you know, if it's a if it's a certain look of a guy, I could definitely see myself picking these up.
1: Yeah, I like the um <clears throat> I like the fact that they this this first batch is uh based off of raw or um, raw uh, matches. Um, so if you look at the packaging, it oh, says. Oh yeah, uh, I, didn't Ra- even, I didn't even
0: notice that. Yeah, you're <clears> right. So,
1: yeah, so all those all those pairings are matches that happen on RAW. So like, uh, like, I totally forgot Roman Reigns faced Finn Balor. I think it was a. Yeah, that was the uh,
0: SummerSlam 2018.
1: Yeah, yeah. So they they faced each other there. You had the um, you had Sasha Banks and Alexa Bliss obviously for the title, um, and then uh, Undertaker and Jeff Hardy too as well. So
0: yeah, that was um, a legendary. They need a ladder to come with that one, man.
1: Yeah, that have been pretty cool if they did that. Yeah, um, so that's
0: cool. Yeah, I actually didn't even realize that until you mentioned just now. So I wonder if I wonder if each series is going to be uh, kind of themed like that.
1: Yeah, so that, that's what I'm thinking. they're like, just get rid of the battle packs and like bring it back, sort of, and make it a little bit more like intriguing for all collectors. Like, so like you're not like just dismissing it if you only really collect a You might walk by and say, "Hey, wow, that looks pretty cool. I'm going to grab that." Just for even like the side plates, if anything. Um, yeah. So this one's actually really, this, this one, I almost actually pre-ordered this. Um, so the, uh, so Super 7 um, has come out with a uh, IWE um, Andre the Giant, uh, the IWE World Series 1971, Andre the Giant, um, with, the, uh, with the red robe with the sash and everything and a yeah. can of bear. It comes with two, uh, it has two heads um, and six different sets of hands, or six hands, Um yeah, it, it looks pretty awesome. They ever uh, from from the Twitterverse, verse, am saying it's the best under of the Giant that they've seen bar nerd anywhere right now. Like I, the wouldn't best. Go,
0: yeah. I wouldn't go that far. I still like the uh the Elite 20, I think it was Elite 29 and, like, the original Legends Andre Elite. I, yeah. I think that was yeah. a little bit better. I mean, this figure looks cool. If it's by Super 7, you know it's going to be top-notch, but, <laughs> you yeah. know.
2: it'll take three years to get it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah true. Next summer. To me,
0: I'm kind of Andre'd out, you know. I got, I got his classic look with the afro. We got his mm-hmm. look from WrestleMania 3. And then we got, like, the 1970s look with the Legend ledger the of us. Yeah. To me, there's there's uh, really one Andre I want to see, and that's uh, – like in the suit from uh, when he I'm when he say, turned yeah. heel on uh, on Hulk Hogan, you know when he came out with Bobby Heenan in the suit. I think if they put, the – I could see that maybe in, in the Legends line. I think that would be a really really cool figure to really represent, a, you know, a really iconic moment. So I'd what like to see that, and then uh, I'd be cool to see maybe an Ultimate Edition of you know WrestleMania three Andre. Just to re- I think that'd be the definitive Andre look. So yeah, but yeah, I'm sure this figure's gonna be cool, but I, I don't think it's gonna be making its way to my shelf.
1: Yeah, anything shader. What would you say? So what do you think of the uh, of this figure?
2: I like it. I mean, like, I, I, I agree with everything Seth said. I, I think it's I think it's a good figure, but to me, it's not the definitive, like, end-all, be-all. Like, if you're only going to have one Andre in your collection, I don't think it's going to be that one, you know?
1: Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm waiting for an Andre the Giant with the uh, Warrior face paint. That's what I want right there. Yeah, cool,
2: too. <laughs> um,
1: but yeah, so I, I spoke about this earlier. So uh, Hulk Hogan and Mr. T. Pops, uh, they're back up for pre-order on Amazon. Uh, But judging from that Undertaker thing that just happened earlier today, who knows what's going on with that? A lot of people are scared of The the Rock, too. The Rock Ultimate Edition. Rocks Um, should be
0: shipping here in about a week. I actually just checked our order on The Rock today. Let me see what my ship date is on The Rock.
1: I I have to check, too, because I'd be very upset if I get an email saying... The rocks
2: Dude, are <laughs> I, it's been really depressing here lately. Seeing everybody post their cancellation emails from Walmart oh, and from yeah. Amazon. Yeah, I'm and, still
0: Amazon still showing the rocks going to be here November fourth. So. And Target, awesome. yeah,
2: yeah, everybody's I getting cancellation awesome. emails. I, I'm just like, how could you pre-sell those things? If like, I mean, I just don't understand how that works. Like, I, I'm glad they're giving everybody their money back and just refunding people and letting people know, but. I just don't know how you can, like, sell something and then just never receive it.
0: Yeah, you know? Hogan and Mr. T-Pops are still showing arriving November 25th, so. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. okay. I'll be really, I'll be pissed if that rock figure gets canceled. I'll call Jeff Bezos up myself. I'm cussing out. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I wasn't uh, even going to buy, like, when I first heard about the figure, I was like, whatever. And I saw the pics, and I was like, yeah, I, I got to have rock this.
1: The no, yeah, yeah, I think that was everyone's first initial reaction was like, oh, another rock figure. But then when the, uh, the packaging was revealed of, like, the actual figure uh, photos came out, I think, it changed a lot of people. it's like probably the best rock figure, I think. Just yeah, like the head really, they, and everything. Yeah. I think we awesome. needed
0: the first two series to kind of iron out the kinks, but since series three on for the ultimate editions, they've all just been grand slam home oh, runs. Yeah. They've been awesome.
1: No doubt. Um the uh what was it? I was gonna say something else out there, but I it probably wasn't important. So we'll move on <laughs> to the uh, next thing. Um so the uh so I thought we were getting to uh a, a graveyard match. A uh, boneyard match, uh, Undertaker, but it looked like it was the it's the Reckon Slam cycles. So it's going to the Undertaker and uh, Drew McIntyre. So the motorcycle that popped up like earlier, like in the summer, like photos of and stuff yep. like that, and people like immediately felt like, "Oh, we're gonna get a new set with you know AJ Styles and Undertaker, and it's gonna be this cool thing." But obviously, it's it's I not.
2: Mean- I will. I think people are still going to be stoked, dude. I think the a, a motorcycle, a scale motorcycle for Undertaker, has yeah. been one of those things that like people have, wanting
0: this for a long yeah, time. Yeah, people have
2: been clamoring it. for, and you I know, think, people have used other. I you think know, other uh,
0: I think there was like a Bratz motorcycle Bratz, was that was say, like yeah. the most popular for people to use yep. for Undertaker <laughs> <laughs> Elite. So we're we'll probably getting upgraded from the Bratz to the actual Mattel product. <laughs> yeah. Bratz
2: even still a thing. I, my sister was like so into Bratz. I don't. I can't believe there was like you know Bratz motorcycle people were using for their Undertaker. <laughs> That's yeah.
0: This, under, this Undertaker uh, cycle is going to be awesome. Definitely got to have that, you know, for the uh, for your elite fifty five and elite eighteen Undertaker American badass time uh, time frame. Got to have that motorcycle.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I'm kind of. when I see the pictures, I was like, yeah, it's, I will like, it's pretty cool, like uh, what they have set up um, for both uh, Drew McIntyre and uh, Undertaker. So that's uh, pretty sick. So, so maybe uh,
0: I watch a lot of wrestling, but I don't watch it all. When did Drew McIntyre ride a motorcycle? <sighs> I don't uh, think he did. I think he I think was he just like, to... <laughs> I think they're just like, uh, we want to do one more motorcycle. Let's put Drew on there.
1: Oh, man. Um, yeah, but uh, <laughs> uh, they, I don't remember him ever driving him. He, he may have, maybe it was like a he pulled up to the arena on a motorcycle. I don't know. Yeah, Who knows? And they just
0: I may end up getting hooked and have to go back and buy that Slambulance, man. I've been seeing it on the shelf at the it'll, Target the last few it'll go times. Hopefully, it But yeah, I just I may not pull the trigger on it. But if I'm if I'm gonna get into the wrecking vehicles game, I may have to go back and get the ambulance too. But this yeah. is gonna be cool. My only concern is that sometimes these like you know breakable toys and stuff they fall apart if you just like barely look at them. I don't know yeah. if you got any of the Honky Tonk Man figures, Marco, but or the Alive figures, that guitar. guitar. If you like look oh, at yeah. it wrong. It yep. just you know, explodes Crumbles. into a million pieces, man. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. hopefully this thing, you know, you got some pretty solid connection stuff when you do put it together, but definitely getting it. It's gonna be awesome for, you know, fig photography and showing on the shelf and stuff. Um, and I'm glad we're finally getting a motorcycle to go yeah, all and If
2: anybody out triggers. there, if you remember when Drew Rode a motorcycle, please let us know. This is one of those things <laughs> we want you to hit, hit us up in the DMs. Um, again, I think it could just be like, you know, Drew's literally probably the most popular figure right now. So they're just like, hey, let's just put Drew on there. You know, yeah. it, and, it'll, it'll sell these motorcycles just to sell this Drew figure. And you
0: Mattel, know? you know, action figure attack, if you're listening out there, we, we want that Steve Austin on a four wheeler. That needs yes. to
1: be the next release. Oh, yeah. yes. That definitely yeah. has to happen. Um, yeah, speaking of Elias, yeah, that, that retro with that guitar, you don't know how many times I try to put that thing together. And it will just fall apart, and I, I, yeah. I just, yes. I just, you know, I was just like, forget it. After like the hundredth time, I was like, you know what, I'm all done. I'm not doing this <laughs> Yeah, now. that's why so I, I like
0: the the guitar that comes with the Hasbro honky tonk man. It's just a piece of rubber, dude. It just it works, man. Yeah, I mean, it just because yeah. you're gonna display it. You know, you can always just simulate. You know, you can use your make your imagination if you want to play with them and act like he's breaking the guitar in somebody's head.
1: Exactly. But yeah, right.
0: the, the guitars Mattel have done. Yeah, they're just way too flimsy.
1: Yeah. Um, most of, so, here's the most important story of, of figure news. Shocker that <laughs> you would think this is <laughs> the most important. <laughs>
0: I'm already I'm bracing for a letdown
1: yeah. on this one. Oh, oh wow! Oh, holy. Um, so, uh, so the uh, fan takeover line that um tells you when you vote on whatever uh gear that the figure didn't wear. So, this is for the ultimate edition, ultimate warrior. Um, and you get three choices you get WrestleMania 6, which that's already obviously out, Survivor Series 1990 or SummerSlam 1989. Um, and it looks like the belts are going to come with the respective figures as well because, I mean, I'm assuming because they're showing the pictures and they're showing him with the belt, so that's pretty sick. And if it is an Ultimate Edition um, figure, they, they're probably going to go all out with it anyway. Um, so I'm assuming this one's going to be way better than the WCW uh, Ultimate Warrior that they first came out with in the first line. Uh, what do you guys, um, are you guys pumped for this? Are you excited? What do you, you, so uh, i thought, like the
0: I, I like the idea of it man but my concern is like we talked about when we first announced this line was um was happening is that you know they're posting this thing on on wwe.com it'd be cool if they posted it on you know like the the wrestle forums or something but yeah. it's, it's out there for anybody that happens to be on wwe.com to go on and vote and I don't know. Maybe I'll be surprised, but I'm almost positive, man, that that WrestleMania six Warrior is going to win. Which don't get me wrong, that's you know the Warrior's single defining moment of his career. That was definitely his you know greatest look. When I picture Warrior in my head, that's what I see. But we've already gotten that figure so much. You know, we got definitely. it mm-hmm. as Legend Series six. We got it in the Elite Lost Legend Series. We got it as a Masters of the Universe figure. We got it in Jack's Classic Superstar Series One. That figure's just been, it's been done to death, you know. And there's yeah. still some cool stuff they could do with it. If it's Ultimate Edition, we could get, you know, some battle damage paint. We could finally get the yellow icy title. But I just rather have a different look, you know. I mean, me personally, I think I'm gonna, I, I hope that Survivor Series '90 in the white gear wins. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. But um, you know, I'm bracing for, for getting a, uh, another WrestleMania Six, which if it comes out, you know, I'll be right there getting it on day one, and it'll just replace my Legends Series Six. WrestleMania Ultimate Warrior, but I'd love to see a new look. You know, the Warrior's got – the Warrior never had a bad look. He's just got so many different gear changes and face paint looks that – Yeah, why do we repeat? I want to see something new, yeah. but um, I'm, I'm pretty sure we're going to end up getting Ultimate Edition WrestleMania Six Warrior.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm hoping uh, – I, I, I hope that's not the case. I definitely hope it's either Survivor Series 90 or SummerSlam 89. So anyone out there that's voting right now, just don't. Just don't vote for that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Please vote. Do, do the right uh, thing. Don't do the go with
2: the gin right
1: pop. Give us something. Give us something different. Um, yeah. So uh, moving on to the uh, to AEW Unrivaled series two. Uh, so all the moc picks uh, were revealed for the for the for that line. Um, they look pretty sweet. Both. Um,
2: yeah,
1: they do. So, so it was supposed to only really be one chase figure, uh, which was uh, MJF. But then Jeremy was like, you know what? We need another chase figure. We're going to make um, John yeah. Boxy be the chase. So uh, apparently, did you, I'm not sure if you guys are on Twitter, MJF was not happy that there was a second chase Oh, really? in the line. Yeah. Wow. Uh, that's funny. So that, yeah, he was like, that's not the contract I signed. I was supposed to be sure. the only one with a chase figure in this He's series. He's always working. Um, so uh, yeah, so Jeremy was very scared that um, uh, MJF was going to find him and kick the crap out of him for doing that. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, it was, pretty, it was a pretty, uh, funny thing on Twitter, but yeah, um, I, I'm pretty stoked. I, I, I it's, I, I, ordered on, uh, ringside, so I'm definitely, definitely getting a second series. Yeah, uh, for sure. Just to, just a line up around, and uh, I'm assuming these ones, not, not that the first line was bad, but like I'm assuming these ones are going to be like a lot better looking and more detailed and stuff like that. Yeah,
0: they one. already look a little bit better. Like the skin tones and the paint job on the faces look a little bit better. Mm-hmm. I, uh, you know the the Chase mocks I could really pass on. They're they're really proud of that inner circle T shirt, man. It seems yeah. like you know they think people really want to shell out money. Well, I guess they do. You know for whatever reason people are really shelling out the bucks for that inner circle shirt. I do like the Chase MJF a lot better than the regular one. The pink trunks and the uh, you know the hand with the ring on it and stuff. Yep. Uh, so if I if I can find a way to get my hands on that one for a halfway reasonable price, I'll be getting it. But the whole series is great. The mox looks awesome. You know, the head sculpt they just really nailed it. I feel like they just really captured his kind of energy yeah. and uh, you know, his vibe more really more than uh we ever saw with Dean Ambrose, you know. but then again with Dean Ambrose, he he wasn't he didn't really have it turned up as high as he does in AEW. So, looking forward to adding that uh to my to my shelf. You know, he's always been uh, one of my favorite wrestlers along with Seth and Roman. So, definitely going to be a cool addition to the uh, collection. And and I'm uh, looking forward to getting that new Dustin Rhodes also.
1: Yeah, it looks pretty sick. That he had Penta, too as well in um, Ray mm-hmm. Phoenix. Uh, their figures look pretty cool. Um, yeah, they do. And they have the uh, obviously they have their boss fight figures as well. Um, so that's pretty cool. So if you had those on order, you can have multiple. That's kind of like so. When you guys think about that, having like, there's obviously they're signed with AEW. Um, but do you think like AEW has like a thing where you can like, as a performer, you can have your likeness? Um, use elsewhere is that is, I definitely I
2: definitely don't think they're as stringent as WWE. I mean they literally had, you know, they've they've had champions from other brands come in and like wrestle on their pay-per-views and stuff, you know. So I think it's definitely they're definitely a little more uh loose with it than wwe is.
0: yeah and we talked about mox you know he's still the united states champion in new japan right now i just uh yeah I, I think it's a little bit more fast from guy to guy. i think there's some guys that are like 100 percent exclusive to AEW, and there's right. other guys that are you know AEW, and then they can they can dabble on the sides also
1: yeah that I mean yeah that makes sense i was like huh oh, that's that's kind of i mean obviously they're they wrestle all over the place uh ray phoenix and and uh mm-hmm. and so i mean i would i would expect them to have multiple like figures and multiple like different merchandise all over the place um so I I mean yeah I' am super excited for this uh, series um
2: yeah and you also have uh the Mad Reaper exclusive uh Lucha bros you got that's oh, yeah, right, Ra- right the pinsa and Ray Phoenix so if you' yeah, re- really doing
0: some of those on eBay yeah
2: so. if you're really trying to step your game up and, and you know play in the big leagues uh the mad the mad Reaper putting some out there that just look I mean in, yeah, insane like yeah, uh, unbelievable like these are top-notch figures so if you want it like if you want the best of the best uh the mad reaper is the man if if you can't play that in that league then yeah these AEW, <laughs> these aew <clears throat> figures are primo too it's like
1: the yeah uh, they're like the ultimate edition
2: of uh
1: <laughs> of, of, of the lucha bros that uh that mad, reaper, mad yeah. reaper created um but yeah so uh finishing it off there's uh there's there are pre-orders up on uh, uh, right we mentioned uh, one earlier was the uh, the battle packs, um, but they're all the new battle packs, which is the championship showdown, championship showdown. yeah, yeah. The um, the other one that, that they have is uh, the uh, topics 2021 series, uh, not the elites, obviously, the elites are in stock. Uh, so the 2021 series, uh, for pre order is the Rock, Braun Strowman, Roman Reigns, and John Cena. Uh, yeah. so if you're if you are if you are in the top picks and you're into the uh, basic figures they're up for pre-order right now on ringside collectibles. Um, and never had a, uh, I never had anything canceled from them too. So not the, not the yeah, best that's a true uh, that story well, <laughs> uh, since day one, uh, <laughs> for me anyway. Uh, but mm-hmm. so we'll move on to our uh, weekly purchases. So, uh, if you follow, uh, the chick Foley show, um, where you follow me on Twitter, you would you would have already seen uh, what I picked up this week for for my weekly purchases. Um, had a set my dream up, so uh, it was yeah the full set of uh, WWE Legends Series Eight, including yeah. including the Chase, uh, Jake the Snake figure. Um, seeing all of them in person and together like that, it's like they're they're, they're amazing. Just a, yeah, I mean, like I said, it's it's a weird collection of 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 guys like you have Paul Orndorff, um, Eddie Guerrero, ultimate warrior, uh, um, and his final appearance. Okay. Uh, and then Jake, the snake from the eighties. It's like, it's kind of like a weird mishmash of, uh, of, uh, like a generational superstars. but just seeing the actual figures in person, they're, they're pretty amazing. They, they knocked it out the park with, uh, definitely the ultimate warrior. Obviously that's the, uh, the one that everyone's trying to uh, find. It's, it's, uh, it's being shipped one in a box, I believe. Um, yeah, it's really, really rare to get. Um, but it is amazing in person that jacket, um, from Rob. Yeah, it is a really that, awesome uh, figure. Yeah, it's it, it's amazing. Um, I do love the uh, Eddie Guerrero. So I thought of a weird a weird point that 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 was both of their like like final like appearances almost for WWE. Yeah,
0: that, that Eddie's based off his kind of late 2005 run. So yeah. yeah, that is a little weird.
1: So it's kind of like a like a weird collection if you want to collect that way it's like oh these yeah, are kind, these of a, kind of a morbid morbid yeah.
2: collection yeah, to yeah go back
0: to you know hey also another thing you were talking about the lucha bros having figures on uh with super seven jake the snake's got figures for wwe that's
2: right yeah, yeah. that's, exactly. that's
1: yeah <laughs> it's pretty uh, wild. yeah it's like that's it's pretty insane so you i'm assuming you'll get one uh down the line on uh aw and rivaled when uh when they, in the later series and stuff like that but uh yeah i actually just that's that's actually pretty Pretty insane. Yeah, but I hope um, we get
2: all these guys in the AEW series. I hope we get like you know Arn and and Jake and Taz and you know all. all Jeremy's the guys. already
0: said he's he's trying to go go deep on the uh, the roster and stuff. So hopefully they end up branching out to doing a, a you know a AEW Legends line. They can get some of these guys that for whatever reason uh, Mattel and WWE have kind of had off limits.
1: Yeah, it'd be pretty be awesome. second. Yeah, definitely. Get another Taz, another Taz figure you know, out a there. Bunny, a
2: bunny figure. A bunny we'll, figure. We'll to, yeah, we'll have to see who, who did it better, the WWE bunny or uh, the AEW bunny. Other <laughs> <laughs> um, than
1: that, uh, I grabbed the, the uh, new, actually, I didn't grab it, it was delivered. The uh, PW crate for this month was pretty pretty interesting. Um, it was a uh, mask and face paint. That was the, uh, the theme for it. So it actually came with a... Um, a fa- uh, an actual uh what do you call it? glacier uh mask you awesome. on. Oh, wow <laughs> i was like I hey, open it because i didn't look at the card i was like what the hell is this and i look at the card and it's like oh it's a glacier mask and I'm like what the what the hell that's another guy
0: we need a figure of man
1: yeah we definitely need, need yeah. He, glacier. he's definitely due for a uh for an awesome uh figure maybe an ultimate edition because uh maybe He's awesome. Who love he does a lot. He has
0: go to uh it's a guy I followed for a while. Beyondo underscore industries. He has an amazing glacier elite custom on, on his feet. It's awesome. He's got all the entrance gear and everything. So yeah, check him, check him out. Yeah. So, about, um, did
2: you ever get your, did you ever get your ultimate warrior wine? Is that out yet? I did not know. I
1: was I, I'm like going back and forth on it.
2: I can't. Oh, or, you didn't order it yet? Okay, okay. No, I, I didn't you, order, I it. You you can, can order
1: it. You can still pre-order it. It's so, it's so available because yeah. once you go on the uh, WWE shop um, website, then you go back to Instagram and automatically throws the ad in there to remind you that you uh, need to order it. <laughs> you so, need uh, this one. I'm, yeah, I'm always re, I'm always reminded that it's there. Um, but yeah, I haven't I haven't ordered it yet. I'm so kind of back and forth on the price because it's like, eh, It's Cindy like Exactly. I do have yeah. the Undertaker one as well. I mean, they look cool as collector pieces, but to pay that much for it. I like, know. Eh. It was,
2: you think about what you could get for that money, like another another collector piece that would actually be better. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: exactly, yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to hold off on that. But uh, that's pretty much it for me. The other cool thing that was in that box was a, um, one of those micro brawlers. It was a uh, oh, boogeyman man. Micro Brawler. Oh, so, uh, cool! And a um, it also came with a uh, a Papa shango Trick or Treat sticker. I'm not nice. sure what, what I'm going to do with it, but we'll see. But uh yeah, it's pretty much it for me. I know. Uh, I know you. You said you had a pretty crazy haul this week, so yeah. Uh, uh, pop the Top
0: on another uh, another double IPA because I'm going to be here for a minute. Yeah, I went, I went <laughs> a little wild. So uh, these customs are like the last. I got these customs the last two weeks, but so I'll get. I'll catch you guys up on the last few customs I've gotten. So, um, you know one it's kind of a gift and a curse we we kind of got all the way caught up on our uh mattel collection we pretty much finished it off for the most part while i was overseas um the pandemic broke out so instead of hitting all these you know nice exotic countries like i would normally get to do when i when i would go overseas for work um i ended up just being stuck with nowhere to spend any money at and uh but i did have access to ebay so we ended up going around and uh plugging a bunch of holes in the collection and we ended up getting you know our goal of having one of every single wrestler that Mattel has made. So collection is pretty much finished off. So at that point you have no choice, but to branch out to the custom. So I picked up a few customs over the last few weeks. So first off, I had a custom NWO Booker T Um, very cool figure. You know, I, I think Booker T how long was he in NWO Marco? Maybe like three weeks.
1: Yeah, I think we, we I think we talked about that with the episodes, like how many members of NWO there were. Yeah, and it was it, in it, it was in the
0: w, it was in like the 2002 WWE NWO. Uh, you know, not not the uh, not a high point in Booker's career, but it did look cool. You know, that NWO logo always looks awesome, and I found a really good custom of Booker T and NWO, so I got that. Um, got a custom Bruiser Brody. Uh, which looks incredible. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I need to get Sheena to throw up a pick. I, I threw up a pick yeah. in the Facebook group. We'll get Sheena to throw up a pick on the account. Looks awesome. We got our friend Eminem Figure Clothing to put together the brown fur vest for it to really complete it. And then we got the chain from the uh, the Splinter um, San Diego Comic-Con NECA set. I took the chain off the... Uh, I think it was off the nunchucks. <laughs> nunchucks yeah, I yeah. took it off and gave it to Bruiser Brody. So, That's awesome. um, yeah, we got Custom Triple H from SummerSlam, Nineteen ninety eight, his legendary ladder match with the Rock. Remember, Triple H had the uh, kind of the metallic purple trunk. Did we send you
2: a picture yeah. of that, Marco? Yeah. yeah so.
1: I, the weird thing is, I actually watched that uh per recently with a, with a buddy of mine. Uh, it was a great ladder match. It was awesome.
0: Yeah. So none of this stuff is even posted yet. This stuff still waits. So we'll we'll get some shots up on the account and stuff. But yeah, this is for whatever reason we have not gotten an elite of this, which I I really feel like this was kind of Triple H's high point before he became a world champ was, was this event and this attire, you know, it was a bright purple gear. We've had it in a basic, we had it in the masters of the universe line and we had it, his retro release was in this gear, but for whatever reason, Mattel has just never done an elite of it. So I kind of got tired of waiting and found a custom at a good price. So I got that. And then we got a custom Finn Balor from takeover the end when he had his steel cage match with Samoa Joe. This was the the demon paint um, when it was all like black, white, and gray. Um, there was no red or green or anything in it. It was just black and white, so awesome. The dude, uh, Elite Alpha Figs, he absolutely crushed the uh, the customs, and, and it looks awesome. Um, so that was the one that it came with the NXT basic ring, the Target exclusive. We had a basic of it, but for whatever reason, that was the one demon we didn't get an elite of. All huh. right, so that was it for uh, for the customs.
3: Let me
2: just tell you, Seth used to be, like, so anti-custom. Like, this was, like... You know, a few years ago when we first got into the action figures, the like key was just like, you know, no, we're not gonna, we're not gonna go down the custom route because it just opens up this whole rabbit hole. And then now, it that, does. It's never this, ending. This man loves him a good custom, so it's just so funny how you evolve when your collection finally taps out. You're like, okay, we gotta, we gotta open up a new, a new uh, door.
0: The Mad Reaper kind of broke the seal for us. His customs yeah, of the elite set that they did were so good that it was just undeniable to add them to the collection. And then um you know so now now we mix in you know every every once in a while we'll we'll commission the mad reaper to make us something and then there's a lot of other good customizers out there whose prices are just a little bit lower than mad reaper's um uh and uh so we we use those to kind of piece some of the other gaps in the collection but don't get me wrong mad reaper you're gonna get your money's worth i promise you uh his work's top notch he gives you all kinds of awesome progress shots along the way and you'll be happy with what the detail that he
2: puts into his figures is insane
0: yeah so don't shy away from that price tag it's going to be anything he makes it's going to end up being one of the prize pieces of your collection but we'll move on to the hasbro's like i said i tell you guys every week we're piecing together our hasbro and wwe retro collection so and i'm getting a bunch of good finds for cheap prices on ebay this week we got irs uh, Virgil and Jim Neidhart, who, you know, we still need elites of those in those gear. You know, you guys remember Virgil when he was actually uh, babyface after he turned a million dollar man. Yeah. That dude, that Virgil figure was just a powerhouse in my Fig Fed when I was a little kid. I don't know why, because I never really liked Virgil um, in real life, but I always thought that figure just looked so cool. Um, he was always kind of, you know, dominating the Intercontinental Championship picture in my Fig Fed. So I got that. And then I got Jim Neidhart from, uh, the new foundation days with Owen Heart. still got to go back and grab the Owen, and then we got the retro Undertaker. I was kind of torn on because I'm only going to have one Undertaker in my collection between getting the Hasbro or the retro, but the black and purple has always been my favorite. So I ended yeah. up going with the black and purple gear over the black and gray, and got the retro Undertaker. So for modern day elites, um, we got the Rocky Johnson, which looks great. Still need to unbox that, and then we got both Jakes. Um, we got the green and the red. So. I got to go bust out my WWE All-Stars Elite Jake. It's in kind of a teal gear and uh, decide which one I'm going to keep. I'm only going to keep one out of the green Jake and the teal Jake. I'm going to put them side by side and decide which one to keep. But the Jake's look awesome. Probably the best Jake the Snake figure we've gotten. You really see the difference on the true FX on the face scans. It just looks so much more lifelike and realistic the prior yeah. ones and last but not least uh sheena got the funko sam from trick-or-treat so tell them about the funko sheen
2: oh yeah so the the funko sam is a spirit um spirit halloween exclusive it's just like sam and he's sitting on a little like you know diorama prop like a little stand he's got his little pumpkin he's just sitting there looking all innocent you would never know he's like such a sinister little being but yeah i had to add that to the collection again I, I got out of the pop game but i still every i still have my horror pops uh we still do wwe pop so it was just i mean i had to add that to my little sam fam because i have a little small collection of Sam figures, and I want to give a shout out to Kenny Daniels and uh, Tim Yabara for hooking us up with those Jakes. So they sent those. They're in our Facebook group, and you know they hit us up and was like, "Hey, you need these Jakes?" and they got them to us. So thank you so much, uh, Kenny and Tim. I really, really appreciate it.
0: All right, so that's going to wrap up. Go figure! It is now time for quarantine and chill.
2: El <laughs> <idolo>. <laughs>
0: Right, it's time for quarantine and chill this is where we help you guys keep it tranquilo while everybody's cooped up inside so Marco tell us about Dark Side of the Ring getting renewed for season 3
1: yeah so um, some news broke out that it, um season 3 of the uh, of the thing Dark Side of the Ring is coming back uh, it's going to be 14 episodes um, that's awesome 14 wow because uh, yeah, fourteen the last ones episodes. So. Six,
2: right 6 or 8
1: yeah um, so, oh. I'm assuming there might be some double, some two-parters like they did with, uh, with, uh, um, Oh, yeah. I didn't Ron. think about
2: that, but yeah.
1: Yeah. So, there might be longer stories to tell, but, uh, 14 episodes a lot. So, I'm hoping they are 14 individual episodes because that'd be pretty insane. Uh, we know of, I think they, I think there was two or one that, that, uh, that they, they not really announced, but Eric Bischoff announced, uh, the, uh, the Korea, the WCW in Korea. They're doing a, um, uh, show on that, so that's pretty interesting. I think I've been into this before, definitely uh, they have an episode in three weeks uh, speaking about that. They spend a lot of time on the uh, WCW in Korea and, and uh, Eric Bischoff talks about his experience there and stuff like that, so it's pretty interesting. Uh, That'll be cool. Yeah, so all the, yeah, all the stories you hear about like how, how everything's written over there is he pretty much confirmed a lot of it and stuff like that, so yeah, it's pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, I'm so stoked. What uh, are you guys hoping to see out of this? series
2: i don't know you had some really good um suggestions for dark side of the ring season three what do you what would you hope to see sethy what kind of uh what who what story do you want told that you haven't really dug into
0: so the teasers we got are great with the brian pillman and the show in korea um i kind of just wanted to dig yeah. deep and do the the stuff that we haven't heard a million times you know it's always good kind of showing us uh you know a new angle on some of the stuff we're more familiar with but i keep going back to the herb abram story I was really unfamiliar with the UWF. I'd heard about it and read a few things about some of their shows, but all that stuff was new to me, and I was just thrilled that entire episode. That was really the one that's kind of stuck with me the most over the last season. So, um, you know, to give a suggestion, I, you know, I just hope they find something that I don't know yet.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think uh, I think, we, I think we, did, we did kind of like a round table after the uh, Owen hard one we went on to. Yes. And, uh, we had, I said, uh, we I, said suggestions. I would like to know
2: that yeah, I said I would like to know the story, like the story of China. I would like to get like her more. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we're not going to get her side of yeah. the story. China
0: be a good one. That would definitely get some ratings.
2: Yeah, but me. I feel like I feel like I would like to know like the people around her, like you know, what was what was the actual story? Obviously, you know, Triple H and Stephanie. I I, I highly doubt they will be um, <laughs> interviewed for the for the dark side of the ring. But I can like I would like to see what people that were in the locker room at that time had to say about what was going on and that sort of thing, kind of the climate, and then kind of her. You know, I don't want to say fall from Grace, but just kind of like what what happened after her in ring career.
1: Yeah. Um, they probably would never I mean, I shouldn't say never, but um they I, I definitely wanna like get more in depth with the uh the are the R Anderson uh um, psycho Sid thing that yeah, happened with that and fight with Squeaky, <laughs> yeah. You got that. Um, um the, 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 the steroid, steroid
2: trial. Oh yeah, the, yes, steroid, yeah, the steroids was really would good. be good.
1: Um, the yeah. definitely uh something something on the warrior. I'm not sure what because there's plenty of things you could probably do yeah. a story on, but I'd probably say like the final was, days, um, because a lot of people thought that like the way he the way he was like positioning himself and the way he was acting, like he knew he's in a yeah like, he, knew, he had a little like, bit of time like, left. So like maybe if they, I'm not sure if uh, uh Gator Warrior is like. That's like a deal with WWE, or she's able to do anything? But like, maybe do like the final days, like the last, like the weekend leading up to him making events and all that stuff. And like, that yeah, obviously I don't know, deep. but I think
2: she's, it's I think expected. she's in deep with WWE with like the whole yeah. Warrior Award and like, all, like you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I can't imagine yeah. that
0: she would, you know. A couple other good ones, uh, you know. Sadly, there's a lot of kind of dark options for the world of wrestling. Um, Miss Elizabeth's last days would be a good one. Oh, you know, yeah. we know Lex Luthor was there again. when she died. So. I think there's a lot to discuss on that, and then the British Bulldog. You know, if you've heard Brett talk about it, the Bulldog had a rough um, last couple of years, so I, yeah. I think you know that that could be a pretty compelling story. But um, it's it's really endless in the world of wrestling. You know, all yeah. the uh, great stuff that's that's out there.
1: Sherry too, that'd be a really cool one. Yeah, Sherry. Yes, on, something on her definitely. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm 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 super pumped. I can't wait till uh, it's back. They the death of WCW also—that's when they could do. Yeah, they could. I mean, they're, what they're,
0: am I seeing that with their their take?
1: They go with Bischoff, so I mean, he'd, he'll definitely jump on there and talk about ECW might be a good one as well if they ever if they're able to do that. Like talk about like the behind the scenes stuff. Get some of those guys to talk about the behind the scenes stuff on uh, ECW. That'd be pretty sick. Uh, yeah, that would be. Yeah. Neat. But Yeah, I can't wait. Um, for as far as recommendations. Um, um, if anyone has not watched the boys yet on Amazon, you are definitely missing out. Have you guys heard of the show?
3: I'm, yeah, I keep
0: I've been seeing the hype on it, but I'm just I'm really kind of superheroed out, so I've been resisting it a little bit. But it's worth watching.
1: Oh yeah, no, it's 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 basically. Uh, have you have you seen the Watchmen? That movie, they uh No, no, yeah.
2: yeah. So, I mean, I know, I know what you're talking about. I know what the Watchmen is, but I, I have not watched it. So, so <laughs> ironically enough,
1: <laughs> so it's not, it's not like Marvel, DC superhero stuff. It's more, uh, sad, like real time. So, like, if superheroes really existed, um, with us in real, in, like in real life, um, how they would mm-hmm. act, like, um, so basically, it's like they're they basically like a, uh, they're almost like a business so they they really exist and they, you know there's movies made about them there's merchandise and all stuff um but the the shows about them being uh privately militarized like across the world so okay. maybe, like, different countries want to like buy them from from the company that owns all these superheroes and just like you know disperse them across you know the world and you know obviously use them for for military purposes uh, so it's super growing, uh super dark as well um it's Totally opposite of anything you would see with any Marvel movie or DC movie. There's a lot of gore in it, too, uh, which, is, which is pretty insane. Uh, I'll say one scene, there's a uh, kind of a guy, like, kind of like The Flash, that runs really fast. Um, there's a, a guy and his girlfriend just talking, you know, like, moving. They're like, oh, we're going to move in it together. It's going to be so great. And you see her explode, like in a, in a red mist. And you're like, what the hell is that? So, like, it slowed down. And, it, and uh, the, the superhero, I think it was, I think his name's A-Train. He's running away from something. He he sounds from like belongs <laughs> yeah, he belongs in retribution. He a train Yeah, that's right. Uh, he hit her. And he just, she just explodes. You see, her, like her teeth flying everywhere, and so it, it's pretty insane, Yeah, I definitely recommend it if you're if you're a superhero or a comic book junkie like I am, and a comic book nerd, definitely definitely watch it. It's a really good show. It's well written. Right, and had a bit of so- shoes in it as well. So. The boys on Amazon.
0: That's uh, that's Marco's pick. So for Sheena, uh, she finally watched The Joker. She's only about a year oh, wow. late, but uh, she has a lot of thoughts on it. It's streaming on HBO Max right now for those that subscribe to that. So Sheena, tell us uh, your thoughts on The Joker. So
2: yeah, this movie came out a year ago, you guys, and so a lot's happened in the last year. If you don't know, I, I had a baby since then. Seth went on, you know, this freaking journey across the world, you know, seven months of pandemic has broken out. Like it's a lot of stuff has happened. So I haven't really been sitting down, you know, taking in, taking in all the filmography that came out in the last the last year. So um we actually had a movie night. We watched The Joker and um oh my gosh, it was so good. I loved it. I know it was kind of like I know it was met with some mixed reviews when it first came out. I heard some people say that they loved it and some people say that it was awful and they hated it. But I really, really loved it. I just can't believe that like Todd Phillips, the same guy that like created road trip and the hangover made this insanely dark super villain thriller. And um, I don't know. I just feel like it really kind of changed the potential for superhero movies. I mean, obviously, you know, we're, we're so used to seeing like opposing sides, but you know, this only had one side. It was, you know, the origin story of the Joker, no protagonist in the film, you know, and you really felt that like there was no hope from the start. Like it just, it was just very, ominous and uncomfortable like i was unsettled the whole time i was watching it just because oh, yeah. you know you you feel sorry because there's just so many layers to this that are so relatable in like real life like i think that's what made it so like impactful to me is that it wasn't like over the top you know i mean in superhero movies you're used to a lot of special effects and superheroes and a lot of like you know vinyl outfits you know all the things and there was none of that. It was just really dark and gritty and bleak and unsettling. And it was just, like I said, oddly relatable because you, you know, you start to sympathize with this guy because you realize he has like this mental, this, you know, mental health problem. Um, yeah. And, you know, anytime you start to, you know, feel that for him, that like sympathy, you get that glimmer of like that absolute maniacal evil that is just brewing below the surface. It just makes you like. Like, squirm in your seat and just like want to look through the cracks of your fingers. Um, so, I was like, if you haven't seen it, actually, I felt like maybe I was the only person in the world who hadn't seen The Joker yet because, you know, obviously, we know Walking Phoenix won, you know, best actor for it and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, it's a big deal, big deal movie, right? Um, So I thought I was the only one who hadn't seen it, but I did a poll on my Instagram stories and there was so many people who hadn't seen the Joker, um, which I was surprised and actually kind of felt comforted by. because I was like, okay, maybe I'm not the only (laughs) loser in the world. So if you haven't seen the Joker yet, um, I definitely, definitely recommend watching it because I feel like it is very, very relatable in 2020 as far as just like the climate of the world right now. Like it just very it just hits a nerve. Um, So, yeah, Yeah. definitely check out the Joker uh, a year later. (laughs) Yeah, Marco, where I mean, do you
0: rank? Uh, where do you rank Joaquin Phoenix's uh, rendition of the Joker compared to Heath Ledger and uh, Jack
1: Nicholson? Oh, you don't want any more hot takes from me, do you? Oh yeah. God, you don't to, you God, don't go God. Oh, God! First of all, <laughs> Alan, Iverson. What's, what's happening
3: here.
0: What uh, oh, I, I, let me guess. Jared Leto was actually the best Joker.
1: No, he's actually the, he's the worst Joker ever. <laughs> okay, he, all right. He's, he's actually kind of they actually announced that he's coming back for the. Uh, as, as the Joker, when they do the next um, uh, Suicide yes. Squad movie, so, but um, yeah, so I'm gonna, so I'm a comic book fan, love comic books, um, specifically love Batman and the Joker and their relationship and the psychology and all that stuff between the two, um, but you know I'm gonna, people are probably gonna kill me for this. Just say
2: it. Just um,
1: say it. <laughs> uh, Joaquin, best Joker. Oh.
2: I don't think that's I don't think that's a scorching nah, take. I you,
0: you can make the case for it.
2: I love um, I love I, Heath Ledger. I go back and forth. I love Heath Ledger because I just love. Um freaking oh my god I can't even think of the director's name right now uh, Nolan. Chris Nolan. Chris, Christopher Christopher Nolan, Christopher Nolan I love Nolan, his, yeah. yeah I love his style of film I love I just love the Dark Knight as a movie I think it's one of the best yeah. superhero movies ever I'll probably get heat for that because for all the Marvel yeah. freaks out there but I love that movie I love Heath Ledger's portrayal of the Joker but this is like to me this is like a totally different character because this is just like this is like before he became the Joker. So I, I think it's just you can't really compare. It's like apples, apples and oranges. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. 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 Even like in, in the dark Knight, um, where you know, you don't know his origin because every time he he tells a story, like, oh, do you know how I got these scars? He always mm-hmm. cheated it, so you never know exactly how he got the scars and where they came from. But I like to think that the the Joker movie, that Joker actually transitions into the the Heath Ledger Joker though. One that's you can
0: make the case. Yeah, more
1: interested in, in the chaos of things as opposed to you know getting money and stuff like that. Showing yeah, showing, yeah. the pain that he's going through. Um, and For through sure. other, yeah, do the same thing. But yeah, I mean, it just as a, just acting alone. That I, I love the Joker. I think me and my me and my wife watching together, and when the credits were, we both like sat there in complete like silence after yeah. after it. Cause we were just like blown away because just like you said, just the the time the timing of it um with the like mental health um and, and like the rioting and all that type of stuff and like the you know we have like the the, things, the politicians yeah. like everything's like they, they they did it really well um mm-hmm. it, it, it's almost like an uncomfortable watch like you said like it's very it's almost like you you, you, you you like squirm while you're watching that movie it's just like it's so like there's embarrassing moments there's this like there's heartfelt moments it's just it's all over the place when it when it comes to that movie but so that's why I, that's why I pick, and I'm a, I'm a fan of 1989 Batman. I was I was like that. That's pretty so, much my yeah, favorite movie man. ever. Yeah, um, I, I love that movie. Michael Keaton, definitely um, Jack Nicholson. So so it was probably the probably like the best Joker, but that's I mean, good. Yeah. I
2: mean, it's good. I, I love that Joker too. But when, I mean, for nostalgia purposes, you guys know, yeah. if you listen to the show or you know me in person, like I'm a very nostalgic person. So yeah, the nostalgia for Jack Nicholson as the Joker yeah. is like there for me. But when you go back and look at it through like unbiased eyes, it doesn't hold up. Right. Yeah. Especially compared like, to
0: uh, the Jokers of today. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I feel like Michael Keaton is Batman. has actually aged really well. I feel like Jack Nicholson as a Joker hasn't aged quite as well. Just yeah. cause- the, you know, he was really campy and kind of comedic, and uh, we just seen Heath Ledger and Joaquin Phoenix both absolutely nail that character in, in slightly different ways. But I still dig Michael Keaton as Batman. I think you could put him yeah, right I'm up saying. there with Christian Bale for the best Batman. You know, Michael Keaton was just really, really cool. Uh, he was cool. That's that what I like five. about him.
2: Like I feel like Christian Bale was just a little bit too...
0: He, he was a many. badass. Michael Keaton was just cool. Though. Yeah,
2: Michael Keaton was yeah. cool. And then Christian Bale, yeah, he was a badass. And I didn't really love Christian Bale's Batman voice either. Like, I liked it. Like, Michael Keaton's <laughs> Batman voice was just kind of like a lower, like, you know, deeper, sexy type of voice. Yeah. And then you got Christian Bale's like, <laughs> Where is <she?" laughs> <laughs> What is that, Rachel? Right? <laughs> like, You're I'm talking. like, okay yeah exactly i, I did not I, he was
0: like clint eastwood with a lisp it was yeah not weird. it
2: was it was not good i did not <laughs> I love christian know. i liked christian bale's batman christian bale's batman voice was not for me
0: so I, I know the comic book fans out there are probably like throwing stuff at their phones right now <laughs> getting mad hearing us discuss this stuff because yeah Mar- 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 marco's got a little bit of street cred on the comic books but we did me and we're surface and level. we're
2: surface level uh, so definitely. let's
0: wrap this up before we you know turn off anybody any other listeners let's move on to Random Merch of the Week. All right, Random Merch of the Week is where we scour the deep, dark corners of the internet to find you guys some of the most random merchandise that's ever been produced in the name of professional wrestling. So... The MVP Marco found our item this week. Marco, tell us about Daniel Bryan's bearded hat.
1: Yeah, so uh, this one you can actually find on eBay because I, I did a quick search, and I actually found it. I didn't think it was going to be on eBay, but it's it's there. Uh, so for 1999, you can own. Um, it's from 2014. It's a baseball cap. Um, Daniel Bryan on the front in his uh, in his font, and the brim of the hat is is. Fur. It's like a beard. It's a yeah. beard. It's a legit It is a beard. Beard. <laughs> it's head of a beard. That's only. That's like, only thing like you said. We'll definitely we'll pose it for you guys to see. But it's the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life. It's it's almost creepy looking. Just looking at it, like who would? Do, I don't think I've ever seen anyone wear this in, in the audience. Like, why did they? Yeah. Why did I've we never seen them? it worn.
0: It looks like something off of like Harry Potter. I was gonna something. say it looks like, like the
2: Monster Book from yeah, Harry Potter. Yeah, the like Monster Book. I just
0: yeah. You know. <laughs> Is it, can you see, is it in, is it size for a kid's head or is this like an adult size hat?
1: Um, it looks like an adult, it looks like an adult size hat.
2: I think it's an adult size hat because... Yeah, this yeah. was when Daniel midns, Bryan's yeah, midns, beard, yeah. beard was like his defining characteristic. Yeah. Like, cause I have I have a jacket that I bought. I think it was like 2015. It was a zip up jacket that I still love. It's one of my favorite just like pieces of wrestling merch because I wear it all the time. It's just like a simple gray zip up hoodie, um, and it says "Respect the Beard," and it's got like Daniel Bryan's like facial, like his um, you know outline oh, yes. of his face and the beard and everything. So yeah, they were really really um, buying into Daniel Bryan's beard during this this period of time.
1: So yeah, I wasn't li- I wasn't really shopping on WWE Shop at the time, so it probably was there. But yeah, this is it, it's super creepy. Like it's so weird looking. I don't get why people. Yeah, would wear I just
0: this. don't know who, who how many people looked at that and gave it a thumbs up and was like, yeah, let's let's throw this on the merch stand. People <laughs> are gonna want this. I I could see it for like maybe little kids, but yeah, just you know. I, I and I rock wrestling shirts almost every single day, so I got a pretty open mind on this stuff. But yeah, I'm not a beard.
2: Yeah, that. or even a hat. Like, it was a hat with like an actual beard attached to it. Like, you know, if it had one of those like yeah. strings that like brought the beard down, like I could yeah. even see that because you know, you could like have a beard like Daniel Bryan or whatever, almost so, like wait, a mask.
0: Say your idea again. You want a
1: hat that
0: has a beard, <laughs> beard, has beard
1: attached to it? it.
2: <laughs> yeah. That's not better. That, that's
0: not better. We're,
2: yeah, it's, <laughs> it's definitely better than than the bearded brim. Okay.
0: Yeah, bearded brim sounds like something off of Urban Dictionary or something.
2: <laughs> oh my god!
1: It's a <laughs> hit, her, hit her with
3: the bearded brim.
1: Yeah. <laughs> a creepy pasta. You ever hear they hear the story about the bearded brim? Well, <laughs> you want to beard things. Yeah, no, it's so horrible. It's it's like, yeah. bad. It was like it was as bad as the um the AJ Lee ponytail hat that I had on uh, yes. a while ago. Yeah.
0: Did you there was some creepy merch it? in like the early mid two thousands. I don't. It was just. It was seemed like it was really anything goes at the merch stand and just some really weird stuff.
2: Yeah. It, it, it's it's pretty crazy. I, don't
1: know if I like, definitely uh, think that was Hayman. the uh...
2: a ponytail. Yeah. We need a we need yeah. a bald, we need yeah. a bald cap with a ponytail <laughs> on it and just yeah. have it. That'd be Paul <laughs> Heyman.
0: Yeah all right so with that we will move to our retro wrestling recommendation of the week all right retro wrestling recommendation of the week is where we got we give you guys a pick of something to watch from years gone by to get you uh kind of rekindle the love for pro wrestling. And we talked about this earlier in the show. We're going to go back to the classic 1992 SummerSlam match between Bret Hart and the British Bulldog for the Intercontinental Championship. So uh, like we said, you know, Sheena kind of helped piece together the the discovery of the Bulldog boy or the Bulldog girl, as it turned out. And I really don't think that that line would have been as iconic if the match hadn't been just an absolute classic. You know, I still think it's, uh, it's in my top... Five or six matches of all time. I think it's definitely the best Intercontinental Championship match ever, and it was just a hell of a fight. You know, mm-hmm. the uh, the little girl's line that the Bulldogs going to win or not actually turned out to be a little bit uh of a, you know prediction. It was kind of accurate because according to Bret Hart, bulldog was just stoned out of his mind. You know, they, this was one of the matches where they didn't call it in the ring. They had the whole thing scripted out, move for move from the start. And uh, you know, according to Brett, you know, about 15 minutes before the bell time, Bulldog walked up to Brett and said, "You know, I'm fuked." And he had uh, he'd gotten so high and party so hard the night before that he forgot the entire match. But Brett let him through. It was absolute classic. And even though Brett ended up losing, um, he says it was that match that convinced uh, Vince McMahon that he was ready to be the world champion and kind of be the face of the company. So. It was an awesome event and uh, all together. So I recommend watching the whole event, but specifically that match. Sheen, um, what's your thoughts on SummerSlam '92?
2: I mean, like you said, I, that that particular match is just incredible, um, start to finish. It just goes to show you what an absolute freaking legend Bret Hart is that he could carry Bulldog, um, being high as a kite through that match and still make Bulldog look amazing. You know, I mean, Bulldog didn't look like he was just like. Um, flopping around. I mean, they they both put on a show, and it was just so incredible. And just to see Wembley Stadium just, like, packed to the gills. I mean, you're never, like... It's it's crazy because in 2020 you're just not gonna get that you know what I mean like just that that energy that was there I mean that is a moment I mean we joke about it on this show all the time you know we we go back and forth and talk about Sheamus you know we had that we had that the, the infamous Sheamus versus Bulldog uh, debate back in the day um, but this is yeah. the one <laughs> match
0: that I when Phil was trying to say that when I explained to him that like no Sheamus will never have anything as great as this match was you yeah. got to judge these guys. Same thing going back to the MJ and LeBron debate. You got to go off the peaks. You don't go off the whole career. You go off the peaks. All right. Who had the higher peak? And Bulldog definitely yeah. had a way higher peak than Sheamus is ever going to have.
2: One hundred percent, without a doubt.
1: Yeah,
0: Marco, you got any other matches from SummerSlam '92 that you're a big fan of?
1: Oh man, I do love the uh, I do love Rick Martel and uh, Shawn Michaels. Yeah, <laughs> and, where they uh,
0: they couldn't uh, hit each other in the face.
1: Yeah, that's it. I, that was, uh, <laughs> I, I, I was a big I, I was a, I was a Rick Martel guy back in the day, so I uh, I was I was really uh, entertained by that match. That yeah, uh, was, was a good one, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously, Legion of Doom and Young uh, too. Uh, really yeah. good match. That whole, yeah, you said the whole uh, card is awesome. you, know, from, you know, uh, 30, uh, I remember? Remember, Legion 30, of Doom
0: came out with the gold shoulder pads in that one too.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. That, that whole the the whole card, top to bottom. You had the thirty minute. Iron Man match with freaking Warrior and Savage, um, for the yeah. title, um, Kamara and Undertaker. Um, I yeah, remember Casky that like minutes. I watched yeah. it yesterday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's, I haven't Undertaker, watched that event. Like
0: Undertaker came you know, out on the hearse looking like a freaking boss. Yeah,
1: yeah, Great yeah show. No, it, was, it was. It was like yeah, no, If you if you ever want to go back and watch like the WWE part of like a like a show like a sports entertainment show, definitely watch SummerSlam '92. Like that. That's a like, one of the definitive. Uh, sports entertainment, like shows that you could see, just like just like the whole the whole atmosphere. Like you said, when we say was packed to the gills, just fan screaming, like literally every yeah. match, I mean, Yeah, like even the like Crush versus Repo Man was getting reactions. that's how insane it was. <laughs>
0: <laughs> One more time for old time's sake. Ah! All right, let's take it home. (laughs) Sheena, hit us with the listener mail.
2: All right, guys. This first question comes in from our good friend, Kenneth Dinkins, at the call-up, D-A call-up on Instagram. Be sure to follow him. He puts out some awesome wrestling content. He actually just interviewed Thunder Rosa, so check that out. Check him out on YouTube. Um, Kenny says – being that it's the two-year anniversary my question is for Seth who came out first and said they collect wrestling figures you or
0: Sheena uh de- definitely me you know I've been ai have definitely lapsed a little bit between uh kind of 2004 and really 2014 but I've been a wrestling fan for life and I've never had my love for wrestling and especially the figures you know I collected figures from early as I can remember that was the I had Ghostbusters and Ninja Turtles a little bit as a kid, but it was always wrestlers. You know, it started with the LJNs and the Hasbro's and the WCW Kaluvs, Jacks BCA. So, um, you know, I'm pretty sure the first time Sheena came over to my house to hang out, I'm sure there were some <laughs> some stray wrestling figures that just happened to be, you know, laying around the room that yeah. I just didn't feel like putting up. You know, me and my brother would. We'd set up entire wrestling arenas in, in the floor of our bedroom and stuff. And
2: I'll post you know. some pictures. I have some pretty epic photos of Seth and uh, as a as a kid with like his wrestlers and you know his wrestling collection. So I and we did a whole series on YouTube uh, while we were home visiting before we came out to. Um, Virginia, where we did in in Heel Husband's house, uh, we went through. We found an old bin of a lot of assess original figures that he had from childhood, and kind of just pulled out some super random stuff um, and talked about it. And it was it was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. my
0: my fig fed was crazy. Like I had uh, I used to go out in my backyard anytime Goldberg was wrestling the main event of a pay per view of my fig fed. I'd have the events in my backyard because I would actually get sparklers and stick them in the ground and light them off at Goldberg's entrance and stuff, and have them <laughs> coming out like. It it was crazy, you know, and I remember, like, you know, there was, like, my best friends when they would come over I'd just you know it'd be cool to show them but if it was like somebody I was just like kind of cool friends with I remember I'd like throw all my wrestling stuff in the closet and shut the door and everything so like you <laughs> know it was, I kept it a little bit guarded exactly how hardcore I was but yeah I definitely uh, I definitely kind of took the lead on, on wrestling gear collecting yeah the and his, uh,
2: his dad built him when he was a kid a custom steel cage out of like chicken wire and like um, you know poles and sticks yeah and they made we a- took a
0: uh, a Jack's monster ring and some chicken wire and made a badass like Hell in the cell out of it. It, it, it was awesome.
1: That's sick.
2: Yeah. And, you know, me as a kid, you know, and it's funny, I want to real real quick plug uh, since we're talking about this, because I actually talk about this on the new uh, YouTube series from our friend Ted uh, from Wrestling for Sale. He's doing a brand new YouTube series called The Wrestling Collectors. And I kind of talk about, you know, my origin story with like wrestling and wrestling collecting and all that kind of stuff. So um, I want to give that a plug. Uh, My episode will be coming out next week. So make sure you check that out and go back and look at all the previous episodes. He interviews Extra Cooler, Rosenberg. Um, There's some insane merch collectors on there, you guys. Like, they have this, these piles of vintage merch that are just going to make you, like, freaking drool all over yourself. Like, it's it's insane what some of these guys have. So, go back. Uh, make sure you subscribe to Wrestling for Sales. other uh, wrestling collectors. But, yeah. Um, I, for me, I just grew up around all boys. So, it was only natural for me to be around, you know, action figures and stuff. I wasn't necessarily a collector. I've always had collector mentality. I didn't necessarily collect wrestling uh, action figures. But... Yeah. Well, I'll go into that more on the wrestling collectors, but yeah, super, super cool. Thank you for your question, Kenny. Um, Yeah. And then make sure you go and check out our our video that we did on YouTube of in Heel Husband's House. So... This one comes in from Johnny JB. Um, we kind of touched on it earlier talking about when we talked about our two year anniversary, but um, he just said, I'm not sure if this has been asked before, but how did y'all meet and decide to start this podcast? Y'all living in separate states. I was cu- and I was just curious about it. So we talked about kind of the origin story of the chick Foley show. But I just want to let you guys know, like you don't have to be in the same state or the same room to record like if you want to start a podcast with somebody literally they can be anywhere in the world and you can do a podcast so don't feel like you know if if you if distance is holding you back like you can record like if you think me and marco and seth are sitting down every week uh in our our living room together recording or in a studio together uh that's not how it goes down so yeah we just you know if you have somebody that you love and you jab with and you have common interests and something you want to talk about like yeah and i'll
0: give a quick plug to our service provider zencaster it's z-e-n c-a-s-t-r they are awesome they make it super easy for us um they really kind of idiot proof it it's cool to add your own little production flourishes and stuff so if you are looking to start up and want to add a little bit of a uh, sheen to your uh, to your production values hit up Zencaster.
2: yeah so thank you johnny for your question and our last question for this week comes in uh from tyson neil trevino huge fan of the chic foley show um and one of our valued foley fan members so Let's see, he says, if you can make a custom figure of yourself, we've kind of talked about this before. I don't think we've ever talked, I don't think we've done you, Seth, so I'll, I'll ask you, if you could make a custom figure of yourself, what parts would you use uh, for it and what accessories would you have?
0: So I think, uh, you know, I always kind of saw myself, if I was going to be a pro wrestler, I'd be a little bit of like a hardcore guy, a brawler. So I would go with, uh, probably, I I'd, I'd take the head off of Dean Ambrose figures because, I a few people randomly have commented on Sheena's photos, um, mm-hmm. saying that they thought that it was Renee Young and Dean Ambrose in the background. I don't think I look like Dean Ambrose, but I could kind of see it if uh, you know, if I got sunglasses or stuff on. You know, I could kind of see it. So you may t- maybe yeah, can send do. a Dean Ambrose head sculpt to our buddy Matt Reaper and let him make him some modifications. And then I thought on the body of the Raven Elite that he made us, you know, with the uh, the, the torn up denim and the. Uh, the uh you know sleeves cut off heavy metal shirt Flannel around yeah flannel out around the waist and i think that'd be uh that that would be my elite if i was gonna do it what accessories would you have um i'm going with the barbed wire baseball bat you oh know that's I
3: mean? my
2: accessory i'm bringing the
0: violence man i'm going with the hardware the, the the barbed wire uh baseball bat maybe a steel chair um Some yeah
2: thumbtacks
0: Thumbtacks, all, all that kind of stuff.
2: Yeah, we already talked about if Marco got his figure, we would just literally, we just all we had to do is just like dress up the Daniel Cormier figure, and he's already got his own. He's already <laughs> basically got the whole like body scan, head scan, the whole nine. Yeah, Philly yeah,
0: so. sure like show figure shirts also to throw on there. So. Yeah, yeah. Ring,
1: ringside, ringside collectibles. They have uh, <laughs> the DC figure, figures. Uh, no yeah, they, idea, they, already yeah. have,
2: they already have the MVPs, <laughs> the MVPs uh, up there for you. So you can buy it. Use code Chick Foley for 10% off your um, your Marco Denton figure.
0: <laughs> All right. Yeah. So that's it uh, for this week, episode 99. We got the big episode 100 next week. Uh, Sheena, remind everybody where they can find you guys on social media.
2: So you can find myself at Chick Foley on Instagram. Marco, where can they find you? You can find me on the, uh, on
1: the Twitter land, Chick Foley Show.
2: Awesome and most importantly you can find us and join our Foley fam um on com. starts at a dollar a month uh $5 gets you all of our bonus content episodes unboxing videos all that good stuff so yeah join the fam it's a lot of fun and you won't regret it
0: all right guys that's it episode 100 next week enjoy hell in a cell I travel